0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down
1: Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining
0: now. It's time
1: for Rain Delay Theater
0: with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dinesio.
0: And as promised last week, we have a recap of the first day of the Cubs convention coming up for you, Jeremy. It was too much fun. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, it is our 186th episode. So, Jeremy, who's our 186 guy for this week? All
1: right, Jack. Um, uh, my uh, my 186 guy. I, there was a there was a tough choice between two guys, but uh, I, I have some things to say about this guy, um, so I went with him, uh, but uh, I ended up picking Mini Minoso, Jack.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, uh, sure, why not, go go. Uh, tell us about Minnie Minoso.
1: Yeah, so Minnie Minoso, the famous White Sox player, um, uh, played with um, different teams, but um, let's see, 12 years with the White Sox, four years with Cleveland, uh, three with, um, God, who is this? the New York somebodies? New York Cubans. So, oh, this is, is that the Negro League, maybe? Uh, probably, yes. Gotta be, yes. Um, And then, uh, so that's, yeah, because that's part added to baseball reference now. Um, then he played with uh, WSA. Is that the Senators? Okay, the Senators and then the uh, St. Louis Browns, I guess. Mm hmm. Um, no, that's that's actually the Cardinals he played with. Um, so, yeah, just a crazy, even that right there was a wild ride. But Mini Minoso is just, like, almost kind of like a baseball folk hero kind of guy. Um, many, like, random claims to fame. Uh, the Cuban Comet was his nickname, so he's from Cuba. Um, definitely, like, he played with all those different teams, but, you know, I definitely think he's, like, a Chicago like a white sock i think he's kind Oh of known absolutely that. yeah yeah as a white sock he got into the hall of fame um event- like i think relatively recently it, it, it was
0: uh, he was one of the big travesties uh, that was just not in the hall of fame uh, for ver- for various reasons uh, you know being in uh, like a trailblazing player but mm-hmm. also um, also just the fact that his numbers are really good too
1: yeah but it was last year only mm-hmm. that he yep. got in yep yep the Golden Days Era Committee is who elected him to the Hall of Fame. Thirteen-time uh, All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, uh, has a World Series ring from 1947. Um, that's weird, because that was the Negro Leagues, I guess. So he must have won the Negro League World Series, then, I guess. Uh, um, po- possibly. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a, a blind spot there mm-hmm. that uh, probably deserves more research, but. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Mini Minoso, lifetime batting average, 299, 100. And... So, okay, so he has 195 total homers, but 186 in the major leagues, I guess. So, uh, again, another asterisk there. Um, but uh, but a couple things, like one of the things that I find most notable about uh, Mini Minoso is that he appeared in, like, six different decades. Um, yes. Right? So, um, uh, he started off in 1946. Uh, so, the 40s, the 50s, 60s. He has, if you look at his baseball reference, he appeared in three games as a 52 year old with the White Sox and then um, two games in 1980 with the White Sox. So, it's just, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, I think, honestly, it's hard to encapsulate all that Manny Minoso is in just like this little period of time. Um, one thing that I was going to say about Mini Minoso is that in his later years, um, he lived in. I'm pretty sure he he lived in Chicago uh, up until like he passed away in 2015. Uh-huh. But I had too many Minoso sightings, Jack. Um, just seriously, randomly around the city. Well, actually, I should say I spotted his car twice. Okay. Um, one time I was driving. I was like leaving my house. Um, in Wicker Park. This is when I lived in Wicker Park. And I like turned onto like Western Avenue or North Avenue or something. And I was behind Mini Minoso's car. And I know that because. Um, I think the the license plate either said Mini or it said it was Minosa, one of those two. I think it probably said Mini. And then it had, like, number nine. It might have been, like, Mini 9, and that was his uniform number. He had a bunch of White Sox hats in the back window, and then he had, like, a Cuban flag or whatever, like, sticker. And it was a big, like, kind of, like, gold Cadillac, like, gold tan Cadillac. Um, And I just – I kind of, like, followed his car for a little bit just to see, like, where he was going. Um, And, you know, eventually, like, he – turned or whatever uh, or i had to like i had to cut peel off or whatever so but like i saw i just saw his car randomly driving through the city second time that i saw his car was i was going to the jewel on i think it's south um not southport it's uh broadway i think mm-hmm. Do you know that one jack yeah I think is it it's the on one broadway. on
0: broadway and addison
1: um i think so i think that's yeah. i think that's the one there's okay. a there's a parking structure um, next to that jewel because it's in like sure. this kind of like cramped area. So they instead of having a big parking lot, they have a parking structure. Yep. So I, I drove into the parking structure, parked my car, and was walking to the front door. And right by the right by the entrances are like the handicap spots, and mini Minoso's car was parked in the handicapped spots. I think he actually had a handicap sticker, but he was parked in the handicapped spots, but it was like, the car was almost like diagonal and it was like taking up like three spots or whatever. It was just there. And I'm like, huh, that's, that's just that mini Minoso. And uh, I went in and I like couldn't find him in there. And I think he had like, I pre- he was probably going out as I was coming in. But, uh, uh, I just saw his car like parked across like multiple spots. And that must've been like, I, that must've been like 2013, 2014. And then like, yeah, he passed away in 2015, sadly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was mini.
0: Didn't your, didn't your, uh, buddy, Dan, um, he was working at a video store and Minnie Minoso came in and he didn't have an ID on him. So he tried to like use one of his <laughs> baseball cards as an ID. Do you remember your buddy telling he, that story? He
1: did tell that story. Didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I, I remember that now. Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, also, I, I had uh, uh, suspected this, but um, Wikipedia confirms, but uh, he was the first Afro-Latino uh, in the major leagues and the first black player in White Sox history uh, and uh, also one of the first Latin Americans to play in an MLB All-Star game. So just, uh, you know, it, yeah, in terms of uh, just his influence on the game, uh, the crazy story that he had with, like, playing in all those different decades, which was likely a product of Bill Veck, but mm-hmm. also just him being an outstanding baseball player. It's it's kind of a uh, ridiculous that it took him that long to make it into the Hall of Fame, Um, especially now that he made it in after he passed. Uh, He's one of those guys you would have loved to see him get in during his his lifetime. Uh, But that being said, he's in now. Um, And, uh, you know, I think just, you know, because of the episode uh, that we're doing today, it's good to do a Chicago guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, So, yeah, there's 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 a lot. Like I said, like we said, there's 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 probably so much more that we could talk about Minnie Minoso. But um, I, I think those two <laughs> just seeing many Mo- Minoso's car, like taking up like multiple <laughs> spots at a jewel uh, in Chicago at probably when he was like 89 or 90 years old. Uh, it was pretty funny just to think about. So um, so that's Minnie Minoso. It would have been cool to run into him, um, you know, uh, but uh, seeing his car and just seeing him like out and about in the city is even uh is is pretty cool so um so that's me Minoso. so um just a real quick consult like runner up uh i had a tough time i almost wanted to pick this guy specifically because of this episode but uh glenn allen hill also had 186 homers oh that's so a good one. Um, yeah he was yeah. a runner up but uh we'll be talking about a lot of similar guys like of that ilk um in this in this cubs convention recap so uh we might as well just get right to it
0: yeah, if only he'd been there, we could have done him. Okay, well, yeah, yeah sure, there's a, there's a lot to talk about, uh, so why not just start? Um, so, um, you know, I was running a little bit late. Jeremy and I had wanted to meet up at the convention at about 11.30 or noon. Um, I was running a little bit late, and the convention was taking place at the Sheraton Grand Hotel, which is on, on Columbus. Um, it's uh, just kind of right by the lake. Now, the thing about this part of the city, folks, is that the entire city of Chicago is on a grid. So it's very—the uh, streets are— so it's very very easy to find wherever you're going. Uh, it's just it's not a problem. It's all it's it's easy. But every part of the city except for this one, um, the streets turn into like a seven layer cake, and there's literally like like three different layers of streets by Wacker Drive. Um, yeah. There's make- Upper
1: Wacker, Lower Wacker. There's Lower. And just real quick, like yeah. So there there are like uh, multiple layers. And even growing up, Jack, I I knew of like Lower Wacker Drive. But I never really realized that there were other lower streets. Like, there's a Lower Illinois. I think there's a Lower. There's a Lower Randolph. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy. I I don't know what the thought process was with designing that part of the city, but it's um it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and so I, uh, you know, just uh, I guess maybe uh, it it was out of hubris. But I uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm running late. I'm just going to uh, catch a bus right by my apartment. I'll, I'll I'll, go downtown, and I'll just be able to find it. You know, I've lived here for 15 years. I moved here in 2008. 15 is a good round number, and I can say that I've lived here for that long now. Um, mm. I've lived here for that long. I was like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll find my way down. You had told me it was by the AMC River East, which is true. It, it, it's it's close enough, and I've been mm-hmm. to that theater theater a million times. So I was like, okay, I'm going to walk down there. Well, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the bus down there. Well, sure enough— I get down there, and uh, I, I get completely lost as I'm trying to find this place. Um, Jeremy calls me on the phone. He's like, "Man, you got to get over here. Ethan Roberts is signing." I was like, "Fuck, like seriously, it's starting already. Like, oh my God, I need <laughs> to get over there right now." Um, yeah. The funny thing is, I, I felt like I needed to get there exactly at noon, and we were there till like 10:30s. We were there 10 and a half hours. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. There, was no, there was no huge rush. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I called Jeremy. And Jeremy too, who knows every every square inch of, of Chicago streets, was having a tough time uh, giving directions. Your your wife had given you a ride, so you hadn't really had to kind of navigate your, your yeah. way totally around.
1: I have I have I have I have stuff to say about this as well. As well so uh, we'll get to that as soon as you
0: yeah know. yeah yeah. So um and and yeah, when you told me that that your wife gave you a ride, I was like, what? She pack a fucking lunch for you too, dude? Like, come on, man. Some of us are grinding out here, like trying to get to this fucking well. trying to get to the fucking Sheridan, dude. So eventually, I uh, I, I just got, I got an Uber and I I got there. But I was disgusted with myself. I just didn't didn't uh, give myself enough you know time to really look up directions. But also, I was disgusted with whoever the city planners were who made this this fucking just ridiculous bullshit area of, of Chicago. So anyway, I did end up getting there a little afternoon and, and we met up.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we were on the phone at one point, and I was like. I, I, you said you were, you would describe where you were and it was like, it was two streets that just, I, were not like, you know, ringing any, or not no. necessarily ringing any bells, but it had no significance, like geographical significance to me. So I was like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I like, I figured like you punch in something like you punch in walk, walking directions, like on like Google maps or something, you You'd think it would be able to get you to the spot.
0: But. Yeah, the, the the walking directions were infuriating, though, because, again, it was all on, like, different levels. So it's like yeah. I felt like it wasn't actually the, – the walking directions weren't actually what they were on my phone. It was just – it was a mess. So anyway, and the, <laughs> the Uber ended up being 8 bucks. And then, of course, it. I, I still don't know how the Uber got there, but it drives right up to that hotel. And I was like, oh, I've seen that hotel before. God damn it. It was right. That's the Sheridan Grand. But right. Uh, anyway, well, so I, I went in the front entrance and I, I met down with I met with you after I got my lanyard.
1: Yeah. So let's let's so uh, so we'll we'll take that back to to my side of that experience, um, which is which is pretty funny. So like so, yeah, so I um uh I got a ride down there um. Uh, it's one of the nice things about having a wife is she can you know drop, drop you <laughs> off at at, a, at the at the at the place wherever you're going. So um so 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 I I got dropped off right in front, nice and easy. Um uh my wife pulled over to the side of the, the the street. I get out of the car, say goodbye. Um she kind of like starts. She doesn't even fully drive off, but she drives off a little bit. And right away I step out and I see like three or four guys like looking in the, I'm facing the hotel and I see like three other guys looking behind me, basically three, four guys with binders. So they're clearly graphers. And I look backwards and I see this like windy city bus, like limo bus, like pull up, like coach bus, pull up to this hotel. That's across the street, which isn't even like a Sheridan. It's not even part of the Sheridan grand. It's like a different hotel. Um, I don't know if it's like owned by them, but it's it's definitely wasn't called a Sheridan. It was called something else like the loft or something. I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. um, they, I see this bus pull up, and then I see all the Cubs players, sh- shuttling off of the bus, like getting off the bus and going right into the 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 hotel. So I'm like, shit, like, and then like, so and like, you talk about like, oh my god, it's starting right now. Like, yes, it started. Like, you step out, it's like it's again, it's like Moonlight Graham stepping over the the foul line. <laughs> like, I stepped out of the car onto the sidewalk, and I was like, I was boom, I was right in it, and so I. I see these guys, I see the bus and I just go across the street and um, I see, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I can tell they're all sh- like shuffling into the hotel. So like, I doubt anyone's going to stop, but I kind of like linger for a second. And I hear some guys yelling. And then they're like, Hey, Hey, yeah. Hey, like and I, I heard them say, Hey, Ethan. He's like, could you sign for us? And, and then I see them like, wait. And then I see them like kind of all flipping through their pages. So Ethan Roberts is walking over to these guys. And, uh, so I get in there and I like, I, I was all ready to go. I had my book ready, had all my cards, uh, in alphabetical order, all set to go. Um, so I was able to like pull up Ethan Roberts, went right up there and I got him. Uh, he stood out there and he, the, the, like I got him pretty early, but like there was a crowd forming. So more people started coming and they kind of started rushing over to Ethan Roberts and, um, people were, uh, yeah, people were just like sh- shuttling through and he stood out there and he signed for everybody, which was pretty cool. Um, So I kind of got him, got across the street, and then uh, I I, te- I had texted Jack, I think, first, like, saying, like, hey, Ethan Roberts is signing if you're close. And um, uh, then I just decided to call him. And, yeah, Jack gave me, like, his his, his coordinates, and, like, I, I couldn't give him any help. I tried to, like, say, like, I tried to, like, kind of talk him through a little bit of where he was going. I think at one point, Jack, you said, like, "I'm two min- I think I'm two minutes away. <laughs> And I was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, are you walking towards, like, the opening, like, from, like, because then you said you were on, when you said you were on, like, Lower Wacker Drive, I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck did Jack do here? Um, So, um, so then, like, you know, I was, like, kind of waiting a little bit, then I called you back, maybe, or something, and, or texted you back, and you were, like, saying, like, it was still, like, it's like, you were not two minutes away, because two minutes had definitely elapsed. And so I was like, you know what, Jack, I'm just going to go inside and meet you in there because I thought maybe I was missing something because we thought maybe there were some based on this like post that the South Bend Cubs did. It almost sounded like they were going to have guys signing at their booth at noon. So I wanted to get in there. Uh, So I'm like, all right, Jack, like, you know, you'll make it. I I trust you. Um, And I get in line and like the line to check in to get your your uh, lanyard was was kind of crazy. There was no there was not a reason to wait in that line to get your lanyard because it was so crazy at that point. Um, but it's like, if you have nothing else to do, why not? Um, but I was in line waiting to get in to get my lanyard. And I, and I see a text from Jack says, I'm in an Uber now. And I was like an Uber, <laughs> like, yeah. like you were just like theoretically like a block away. And now you're in an Uber. Like, I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, but then I think like, and then almost immediately you you said, I'm here now I'm here. Like, so I um, mean you know, I figured we would meet over by the check-in and everything uh, which we did but that was like I'm like I don't know what the hell happened there. Yeah. Um yeah. I will have to say Jack I had absolutely no problems getting there like the our our directions were you know Well that's cuz your simple. fucking
0: wife drove you and you were in your, you were in a car. Um well,
1: yeah, still. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, um
0: uh, you know, Jeremy, tell us about that funny interaction you had with that grapher, though, where the guy was just totally didn't get it.
1: Yeah. So I um, so as I w- after I got Ethan Roberts and I was walking across the street, um, you know, you because you, it's the nature of the situation. You kind of just talk to the guy next to you and you say something like, hey, wow, that was crazy. Or, hey, like, you know, good signer. or What an asshole. He didn't sign. And I was walking back to the hotel or walking back in to go in. And there was another guy, an older guy. Um, who had just gotten Ethan Roberts too. We were walking back and I just I said to him like, Wow man, really it's starting right away, huh? We're just right into it. And he's like, Huh? And and like, you know, it's like, come on, man. I'm just trying to say a comment, like, you know, any your your responses, huh? And I'm like, Well, you know what, you know, we just got here and we're already getting autographs. And he's like, Oh, I was here yesterday. And it's like, Okay, man, (laughs) fuck you, dude. Like, what what's like are you are you capable of having a normal interaction? Like, even if you were there yesterday, it's like, you get what I'm saying, right? It's like the convention hasn't started yet, and we're already rushing around getting autographs. It's like, just say, like, yeah, or something. So yeah. Like, no, it, Jeremy, again, it's,
0: it's like when that guy asked to borrow your pen, and then you, you gave it to him, and then he said, uh, you know, he started talking about which hotel the players stayed at. He's like, yeah, I was at the hotel last night, and you just innocuously asked him, Oh yeah, which hotel is that? And and he was like, Oh, I don't give out that information. It's like, yeah, yeah. fuck you, you fucking like loser.
1: <laughs> I didn't even ask him which ho- I said I actually said the hotel and he's like, I can't I can't I can't <laughs> give out that information. But like, yeah, I mean again, like I don't know how many I, I feel like our listeners know this already, but I we should preface all of what we're gonna talk about today with the asterisk that it's like these guys, these autograph people, have a wide range. From like, there there are some that are like normal and like capable of holding a conversation, like our buddy Chris. Uh, and then there's just like freaks, like that guy, or just yes. just just dimwits, or like just just weirdos, and like we'll we'll talk about those as well. But it's like yeah, so it's it's a whole mixed bag. Um, I think me and Jack are are, are pretty normal guys. Um obviously like anyone who's in that probably thinks that they're the normal one and everyone else is a freak but right. I I do think I do tend to think like we're um part of the normal spectrum of of the graphers but uh you know one of the curses of my life is always like um hating the people who are into the same thing that I'm in into sure. so you know, it's just part of it. So anyway, um, but yeah, so all of that told, we, we did finally, uh, connect and, uh, had our credentials our like lanyards. And, um, then we were just pretty much free to explore. We checked out the South Bend booth. Uh, there was no one signing at that moment. Um, so we kind of just continued, um, to just explore and there's a, there was a lot to explore.
0: Uh, yeah, there sure was. Um, So one of the first things we did was we went to the Cubs store. Uh, now, this wasn't just any Cubs store. They were selling items that had been used in seasons prior by the actual team. So they had Cut. game-used pants from players, which was cool. I mean, they even had Fran Miel Reyes' pants. It would have been interesting to try those on. I'm sure they were huge. <laughs> he's like, he's a friggin' massive dude. Uh, the coolest thing they had, I think, though, was they had, like, the plates that guys have over their lockers, the name plates. Um, and they had them from the Field of Dreams game, uh jeremy they i they, you know i was telling you they had air maceo they had michael air Macio. um mm-hmm. i feel like for you that's maybe a, a little bit of a missed opportunity i think they were selling <laughs> them for 40 or 50 bucks so it wasn't crazy but it, it was a lot uh there yeah. was a guy that we saw at the cubs auction later uh who had bought the schwindel one i i almost feel like you might have gone for that one if you would have seen it but it wasn't it definitely wasn't there when we were there
1: yeah, he either snagged that up before we got there, or um, he got that actually at the auction. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would maybe the Schwindel one. I mean, like you know those. So that was it was the Cubs authentic store. So um, it was just all like authenticated stuff. Um, I you know it's like there's the, there's a lot of memorabilia memorabilia there, but it's like you know I'm kind of focused on cards right now as you are too, Jack, and mm-hmm. like. I you know I mean like the memorabilia stuff is cool but it's like you really do probably want to be able to put that stuff up and it's like yeah I'm not I don't know I, I like I'm totally at this point at least I'm totally content with just having like a box of cards you yeah know, sure to go yeah. through like cards is really what is 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 it for me for at this moment but um so yeah one of the things that they did like have uh, we kind of. Uh, ambled over to this one table like near the checkout, and they had a stack of lineup cards mm-hmm. um which was pretty cool and so we were thumbing through them and like they um they're like the mini ones like they're the ones that like the guys actually like the the managers have in their pockets um so I think like it's um i think i I think that when they must have like um it's almost like a script like there's a blue copy and a white copy, and like mm-hmm. I think they maybe exchange like. One copy, and then they like uh, they. I think they give one maybe to the other team or to the to the umpires or whatever, and then they keep one for their themselves. I think the ones that the coaches have are like the blue copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had some like white copies basically. And so I um, was going through them, and um, I found a, a Cubs one. So some of them were signed actually too in ink by the uh, by the managers. Um, and so like I found a Cubs one uh, from. Uh, the September 28th uh, Cubs game uh, where Hayden Wisneski started. So, Jack, that was the Cubs-Phillies game that we went to.
0: Oh, yeah, was it?
1: Yeah. Oh, um Which awesome. is okay. cool to get that because that was a pretty eventful game for us because we got so many autographs from the Phillies mm-hmm. uh, during that game. So, it's actually it's authenticated. It has an a, a authentic hologram sticker, and it's signed by David Ross in blue Sharpie. Um, so, it's pretty cool to have that. And, like, if I ever want to get, like, you know, I, I could have got Wisneski to sign it. I guess in retrospect, um, but uh, yeah, I think I might. I think I w- might in the future like try to get Wisneski to sign this. Nice. Um, I, I got him on a card this weekend, but um, yeah, I might try to get him. Uh, and then I found one um, from a, a Cubs Marlins game. This one was actually in Miami, uh, but it was signed in ink in black pen by Don Mattingly. So you know, I got shut out from getting Mattingly uh, at the bus, but uh, you know, I did get a, a lineup card that he signed, so that's pretty cool as well. Um, so yeah, two pretty cool finds at the uh, authentic store, and like yeah, there was a lot to get there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was happy with those. They were ten bucks each, so like yeah, for twenty bucks, I got two like real uh, authenticated autograph uh, lineup cards.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was it was good stuff. Um, yeah, uh, uh, and you also you wore. Your South Bend Cubs hat uh, to this, um, and you got a little bit of love for that as well.
1: <laughs> well, so we were like, yeah, so there's like, so on this on this level where all the autograph signings were and where, like, the check-in was, there's, like, booths set up. And, like, uh, naturally, like, I think in years past they had vendors. They actually had guys come in and, like, selling cards like, like they did at the Rosemont Card Show. Um, but they got rid of those for this year. Um, and so, but I think not e- in either case. There are, like, different booths for, like, the Iowa Cubs, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, and the South Bend Cubs. And so we were walking by there, and, like, we already mentioned that the South Bend Cubs had a table there. Uh, but we were walking by, and I saw <laughs> I saw someone, uh, a South Bend Cubs worker, like, look in my direction from pretty far away and, like, give a thumbs up. And I was, like, you know, going to maybe give a thumbs up back. And then I, I, I quickly uh, recalled, uh, I forgot what game that was. Was that the Orioles game, I think? White Sox uh, Orioles. Yes. I believe where, it was. Yeah, or maybe it might've been the Yankees or something like that. But uh where the uh beer vendors called <laughs> I thought called me over. Um uh but they were just oh, trying yeah. to sell me a beer. Oh, right, um, right, right. So right. I I was not going to uh fall for that trick again, so I kinda sure. just kept walking and maybe that South Bend Cubs guy was like Uh, Well, that 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 guy, that kid sucks. But uh, (laughs) but I wasn't going to be fooled again. Um, So. uh, So, yeah. um, So, again, just moving right along. um, We were just trying to navigate, just trying to to take in as much of the area as possible. Um, So we kind of went up. We you know, we kind of scoped out really quickly whatever we had to see. On the uh, first level, I think we went up to like the second level, and we checked out like they had a bunch of like uh, memorabilia, Cubs memorabilia in cases, like not for sale but for display only. There were like some jerseys from like guys from like the '84 team. Uh, there was like I think there was a Sosa jersey. There was like a Wood jersey. There was like old timers. There was like an autographed baseball by Bill Buckner by Ron Santo. All this kinds of stuff. Um, so that was cool to see. Um, and then I think I think at that point, after we looked at all that, we went up to the third floor and um, we kind of saw that there was like lines forming in the kind of like lobby or la- quite the lobby, but just whatever within the uh, the hotel.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was, it was about time for us to to get in get in some lines um, be- before we talk more about that. We should say uh, that Bre- Brewer's Kid was there. Uh, thankfully, um, you know, Hightower hasn't seen that his, his job has been, uh, eliminated yet, so, um, he's still, he's still here, he's, and he's still, uh, still kicking around, so he said hi to us, um, he was, uh, working by one of the escalators, so that's always nice to see a familiar face. Uh, yeah, anyway, to your point, there were two mystery lines, um, and they were long fucking lines, too, and they weren't moving, um, but they were there, and they were, it was the only thing going on, it was the only game in town, because um, it was well before even the first signing was gonna happen, so we decide to we we tried to ask around a couple ushers being like yeah what what is uh what are these things and uh one of them was a mystery mystery bag or a grab bag or whatever and another one was for the cubs charities it was like the well uh yeah yeah
1: well real quick so the first the first person we i think i i tried to ask uh i asked one cubs employee and like didn't really get a great answer from that guy ask someone in line jack if you remember um Mm -hmm. what you know what are the lines and the the, the the Cubs guy said one lines for a meet and greet and one, one's for Cubs charities. Okay, so um, I under from going into the the thing, I knew that like the the Cubs charities line was um, like you could pay like a hundred dollars and like get a guy's autograph um, and get like your photo taken with him or whatever. Like that's kind of a lot of money uh, to do that, um, especially when there are free autographs there. So. Um, I wasn't necessarily interested in that, but then they were like, there's also like, then they were like meet and greet. And I'm like, well, what's the meet and greet? And like, no one could give us the answer to the meet and greet. Then we we asked like one, one like guy in in line, he was like in his twenties or whatever. He's like, just looking at his phone. I'm like, what, what are you in line for? Um, and he's like, I'm in line for the meet and greet. And I'm like, who's the meet and greet with? And he's like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Uh, No. Yeah. You, you asked him and he's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what this is for. Um yeah. and that that's uh that's just typical of, of a convention like this. People will just get in line for something or try to get an autograph from somebody and they won't even know they won't even know what it is. They just they, it's just it's there, so they're gonna do it.
1: Yeah. So it was um it w- it was it was weird. Um Yeah, and, uh, oh, so
0: Jeremy, and then though and then after we got in line, and this was before we met our buddy, we mm-hmm. asked uh we asked an usher again. We asked that yeah, uh, another usher. that that female usher and and we were like, hey, uh, is is the uh, the Cubs charities thing? Is that only for season ticket holders? And she's she's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think you might have to be a season ticket holder for that one. It's like, she's what do you like, mean I you? Think you-? you ha- she's like, yeah. I think
1: you had lot—I think you might have had a sign up for it beforehand or something.
0: Yeah, and it's like you think or or you know, like that's that's just a non-answer. So anyway, we were kind of done with it, and we just decided to wait. Uh, in in a line in 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 the the meet, uh, the, the grab bag line uh, yeah so we uh, we were behind this guy, and uh, I think we still felt like we didn't have quite enough information to be standing in a line that was a quarter of a mile long. so uh, we eventually <laughs> asked this guy what was up and he seemed to have a little bit more information
1: yeah we, 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 we I, I, I just asked the guy in front of me because again that's what you do and you know maybe I should have learned uh, before. Uh, but yeah so we we talked to this guy he was um he was a, a rough looking guy like kind of just like a kind of a, a, a weathered face a little bit yep. um we were Jack and I were going back and forth like uh like uh feverishly trying to figure out or like just like uh doggedly trying to figure out like what this guy looked like like he you know it ranged from like a, a, a mob tough guy from like boardwalk empire to like you know a wise guy um in, like, I I said
0: movie. Robert Wool as well the actor Gerardo Robert, Robert Wool, yeah. yeah,
1: Robert Wool, minus the trademark kind of like curly hair. This yes, yes, really yeah, that. for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so one thing that we um, that was uh, like apparent uh, to the eye was that he he was dressed in sweatpants, um, and not like, not really like, um, you know, sweatpants. Apparently nowadays, like like there are like. Uh, you know, or not apparently, but there are like, you know, 20 something year olds that wear sweatpants, like as like a fashion statement, like by choice, like it's a cool thing to wear. Apparently, um, you know, I I'm from the uh, school of thought to wear sweatpants were for like unemployed losers, basically, (laughs) um, guys who are down and out on their luck and stop caring about their looks like a George Costanza type from Seinfeld. Sure. Um, and that's more what this guy leaned towards than like, you know, TikTok like uh, influencer or something. Um, and so we started talking to this guy and like, he, he was definitely a surly crusty guy. Um, and he was like, uh, you know, and those guys don't need a lot of fuel to start complaining about something. And pretty much, I feel like pretty much right away, he started complaining about stuff and it was the same stuff. We were kind of a little annoyed by too. When he's like, yeah, well, you know, we're waiting in line, you know, at least they could tell us what it's for or something, stuff like that. He just kept saying like, you know, Oh, and if, Oh, if there are 150 bucks, forget it. They can keep it, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, it was just like, okay, man, you know, like, I, I don't know. We're just trying to figure out what's going on here. I think at some point we figured out that, like, it might have been him who said it. Like, it's like, yeah, it's this line, this is the line for the grab bag or whatever. And so, and he's like, yeah, and then the mystery balls. And so, like, I knew that they were selling mystery balls, um like mystery autographed baseballs and like they were like not too expensive so i was like i would i was actually interested in buying one of those turns out that was the most money i spent all weekend um was on one of these mystery balls uh, but we waited in line and then like yeah we f- i think we figured out that like one line was for the cubs charities mystery bags and and gra- and balls and the other one was for the meet and greet which was like the thing that also through clubs charities but like you had to pay like 150 bucks to do a meet and greet with with it had a list of different players who were available and like they sold x amount of opportunities per player so that's what the two lines ended up being it, it took us like you know it was like trying to like reconstruct uh you know the fucking at the end of argo when they're trying to like put together those shreds of of paper uh to put those documents together, like, to try to piece this all together, but anyway, we, we talked to this guy, we dubbed him sweatpants guy, and we kind of, like, just started talking to him, becoming his, his, I don't know, his, his, uh, confidant or something, his, or
0: at least his sounding board.
1: Yes, not yeah, that's a good way to put it, um, and so, like, we, I don't know, I, I don't even remember any specific details of our, ex, our exchange Jack. I don't know, if, if you do, feel free to Sure. Throw him out yeah, there. so
0: so um uh first of all I guess uh, what I'd like to say is that like this guy was wearing not not just sweatpants but like tight fitting blue sweatpants mm. and a blue a blue sweatshirt. So he just um actually at first I think he was wearing a gray sweatshirt and then eventually it was a blue sweatshirt or maybe yeah. it was a blue sweatshirt the whole time. I I don't know. Um something it it is it's very hard to come to an event like this underdressed. Uh but he managed to do yeah. it. Um I, yes. I think as an adult as like an older man, kind of our age and older, like you know, if you're gonna go out in public, maybe there's only a few appropriate places to wear sweatpants, like the gym, or if you're gonna go to, to uh, on errands to a store like Target or Walgreens or Jewel, like the grocery store. Yeah, it's probably okay to wear sweatpants. An event at the Grand Sheridan Hotel that you paid hundred and thirty dollars for for the whole weekend, you you maybe want to at least throw a pair of jeans on for that, <laughs> and then you're fine. Yeah. Jeans and a t-shirt is perfectly fine. So it's hard. It's hard to be underdressed for an event like that, and he, he pulled it off. Um, one thing he was yeah. saying, he was like, yeah, nobody wants to tell you, uh, you know, who's signing. And it's like, you know, if you just tell one person, it's not like the guy's not going to sign for you. Now, yeah, maybe you don't want to tell 150 people, but if you just tell one person, it's like, why are you trying to prevent me from getting it? And, yeah, you right. know, hey, I, I agree, right? Uh, we should say that his breath was very bad as well. Um, yeah. I didn't catch that till much later. Um, so, yeah. It, it's we,
1: funny. It's funny, Jack, mm-hmm. because, like, I was kind of, like, directly to his right, and you were across from him. I almost would have yeah. thought you would have been getting it worse, but then later on when we talked to him, because, uh, spoiler alert, we ran into this guy <laughs> multiple times. Oh, just God. In, just, just on Friday. Um, you were standing, the later uh, interaction with him, you were standing to his right, and then you you finally caught what I was talking about. And it's, I don't know, maybe the guy, like, only I didn't really realize, but maybe he only talks out of the right side of his mouth or something, but... Um, it was an unfortunate situation. I don't want to judge the guy based off of that, but he had plenty of other reasons to judge him as kind of like a cootie, uh, than just his, his, his breath. So, um, but it's just, it all, it all, you know, and do we need to mention it? Maybe not, but it all like, adds into the, the picture of who this guy was, which who yes. we, we eventually just called sweatpants guy.
0: Yeah, no, uh, absolutely, and I, I think a, a more fitting name uh, is, is you know, it could, couldn't possibly be had. Um, so, you yeah. know, uh, it, we had a long time to kill in this line. We were probably in this line for an hour, and so we were pretty consistently talking to this guy. Eventually, yeah. it comes out that uh, he does a well, whole bunch of conventions. Um, so he yes, does, like, yes, the Black yes. the Blackhawks convention. If there's a Bears convention, I'm sure he goes to that one. Um, just all of them. He's just like, and we would later find out that he's a pretty seasoned grapher, too. Um, but like he, uh, uh, he's waiting in line for us. And so we're, we're getting to the point where we're almost there. And mm-hmm. so he's telling us about the Blackhawks convention and he's like, yeah, Hossa. my what my wife tried to get uh, so-and-so, uh, and she Hossa. told me what's that Mar-
1: Marian Hosa.
0: Yeah, uh, I you know I'm not a, a hockey guy. Is that recent? Like, is that player recent?
1: He he was on like the 2010 championship team, I guess. But the the guy was like the guy was like saying like, yeah, you know, you know, you know they 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 should give out these vouchers. Like everyone should be able to get these autographs. But they you know they, they only do it by vouchers or vouchers, which we could just talk about that too. Um, uh, but he's like, yeah. So my wife was walking down the hallway. Um, and they, they had these, this stack of Marion Hosa autograph vouchers and they just forgot to give them out. So they were just walking around handing them out to people. And so my wife was just walking down the hallway and she walked by the guy and he's like, Here you go. Do you want a uh, Hosa uh, autograph voucher? And she said, Yeah, sure. And then so he's like, and Then my wife came back to me and she's like, Hey, go hurry up. They're handing out Hosa vouchers. Go grab, go grab one. And he's like, So then I ran over uh, to the guy and, you know of course, by the time I got there, he had given them all out. And he's, he, you know, and he was angry. He was still bitter about it. That was probably like, uh, at least five to seven years ago, (laughs) he seems to still angry about it. And, but, but I'm, but to me, I'm thinking like, okay, well his wife got one. So like, what's the big deal? Like, why does he need two? It's like, it's going to be within the household, you know? And so I I said, I said, I, I, I thought of saying this in my head. Then I'm like, eh, Jeremy, do you really want to say this? Like, do you want to, do you want to, Contribute to this conversation. Do you want to give anything to this conversation? Because it can either it you know if you don't give to this conversation, it might kind of fizz out on its own, right? This is all stuff that's going through my head, and I'm like, do I want to like add fuel to this fire, add kindling to the conversation, or just let it die off? And I I double clutch, and then I just threw it out there, and I said it, and I and I wish I didn't, but I said. Oh well, uh, does she? Will she at least share with you? Like you know, at least if she's got if she's got the autograph. It seems like maybe you know you guys can share custody or something of the autograph. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, sure, yeah. And he's like, Unfortunately, she passed away. <laughs> she's passed away now. <laughs> and like, hey, I again, I don't want to uh, make light of the situation, but it was almost like if you wrote this into a a, a, a sitcom you know, the head writer would give you notes saying like, eh, you know, that's a little hack. That's like a little too obvious of a joke. Right. Like, you know, maybe make it say, say something like, actually we got divorced and she did win custody of the, the Marianosa autograph in the right. in the settlement. Like that would be much better actually. Yes. But, um, you know, they would say like, think, think, think deeper, uh, you know, for the joke. Uh, and so then uh, of course it was terribly awkward at yes. that point. <laughs> And, and we were just kind of like, we were like, oh yeah, I go like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Really sorry to hear about to hear that. That's really horrible, meaning it. But like, how how many times could you say it to make it not awkward? Like, so it was tense. And like, I think uh, I'm I'm not sure if you said something, Jack. Like, but I uh, was just like, you know, I try to. Ch- I'm like, yeah, you know, well, you know, just got to enjoy this. Uh, you know, in tribute. I think I said like, well, you know, you got to enjoy this and in, in tribute to uh, to your wife or whatever. And like, uh, um. It was a little awkward, and I don't even think this guy said this too. I don't. I don't know if this guy was capable of like feeling that awkwardness, but he made a. He said a, a, a line, um, uh, which, the de- the uh like, uh, whatever deflated the situation a little bit. But do you yeah, want so to say? Yeah. Uh, so
0: he. First of all, he he mentioned that his wife. And her uh, her best friend uh, died within about a month of each other. He's like, he's like, yeah. yeah, she passed. Her and her best friend they they died in about a month of e- within about a month month of each other. And then and then he goes, you know, if I could give up all my autographs, I'd uh, you know to get her back. Uh, you know, I would. But uh, you know, it's one of those deal with the devil things, right? Like, if I got her back, maybe she'd turn into a zombie and eat me. You know, that wouldn't be good for either of us. And it's just like what? <laughs> also though like it sounded like he wasn't 100% sure that he would give get his wife back to give and like give up all of his autographs, which was also also kind of funny. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there there was a lot of other stuff to unpack about this guy and like just that wife story or like subsequent things that this guy did are yeah. funnier because of because of this story right here. One thing though Jeremy is that like you don't have to feel bad, man, because he set you up for it. He brought up his wife, dude. Um, you know, sure. and it's like whether or not you made that joke, he was going to tell us that she passed.
1: You know, that's 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 a fair point, Jack. I, I, I think I tend to agree with you on that. Like, it, it seems like that would have been thrown out there anyway. And in fact, well, I don't even know if I want to say that. But I will. I'll say this. I hit. I so it was discovered. This is about what this is what jump started that conversation is that. I'll just say this overall for the Cubs convention. When you go to the Cubs convention, um, there are free autograph signings. There are there's one stage of autographs where you have to you every attendee who gets a weekend pass gets a scratch off voucher, and you scratch that off and you either win an autograph, uh, like a spot in line for that autograph, or you win or you get like the booby prize, which is like five dollars off the Cubs store. Mm-hmm. And so I actually hit. Um, An opportunity to get an autograph um, uh, for the 9 a.m. time slot on Saturday which turned out to be Nico Horner Um, and I kind of went as soon as I got that I'm like oh they you know they must be giving these out to everybody because if I hit it um, you know I'm sure everyone else hit it too and then as it turns out everyone we ran into the rest of the day on Friday had struck out and got the booby prize so I was like realizing that I got really lucky Getting that, and so I was kind of trying to put that card away because that card is like gold, um, you know. So I was trying to like secure it, and of course, sweatpants guy saw me, uh, <laughs> saw it, and it's like, oh, so uh, you're you won, huh? You're 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 a winner, huh? Like I forgot exactly how he put it, but like it seemed like he was not too happy that I got it and he didn't, um, and that's how kind of what kind of like um, you know burns like sparked this whole conversation, and so like I almost like i'm not sure if he was trying to like get that card for me somehow but uh but yeah it was a, it was a tough uh it was a, it was it was a tough situation that obviously we just wanted to get out of um uh as quick as possible i will say so as we're standing in line uh waiting uh like so you know we continue to wait on in line like god like you know by the grace of god we're getting close to the front of this line so that's cool um but uh But one thing that was, like, super annoying is that, like, as we're going around, first of all, as we're going around standing in line, there are Cubs uh, Cubs attendees, like, uh, attendants, like, uh, workers coming up to us and just saying, like, oh, yeah, you're excited? You're happy to get autographs? Yeah, all right, keep it up, you know, stuff like that. One lady came by, and she's like, I just got one question for you guys. Are you Cubs fans? Yep. And we're like, "Uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, actually, sweatpants guy, he said, uh, well, hey, you know, at least I didn't say I was a Cardinals fan. And then she's like, "Well, yeah. Well, at least you're not a a a, a Milwaukee fan." And they're having this conversation pretty much um, uh, in the middle of like Jack and uh, and like they're both on both sides of Jack having this conversation, which is funny because they were like kind of bashing. No, Milwaukee. they were,
0: and actually, I think it was sweatpants guy who said, "Yeah, at least I'm not from Milwaukee or something like <laughs> yeah. that." Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh that was funny too. But yeah, Jeremy, yeah, those raffle tickets though, that was um like you said like it, it's for Cubs charity, but like well, the fact that the Cubs were still selling the raffle tickets, that was that was a little bit uh, you know, unnecessary. Yeah.
1: I didn't I didn't mention that yet, yeah. but the raffle yeah, they were going and so then in addition to the Cubs workers, there were like those the raffle ticket people at the Cubs uh, sta- at Wrigley Field, they were at the convention as well going around like raffle 50-50 ta- raffle 50 50. And it's, like, that's annoying to hear at, a, at an open-air Cubs game. Sure. But, like, in the confines of, like, a hotel, like, lobby area, it was just grating. And it's, like, come on. Like, do we need these people yelling in our ears for, like, selling raffle tickets while we're, like, trying to do stuff? So it was kind of annoying. Um, so, yeah. Um, we ended up getting uh, into the line, um, and we finally get into the room where they're doing, like, the, the grab bags. Um, I will say Jack... Jack jumped ship like <laughs> I,
0: I so I freaked out, man, because like the only people yeah. I saw in that room, I saw him charging your credit card right away. And then you had to take a bag. I was like, man, like, I don't I don't <laughs> think they're I, I don't think they're going to let me in, you know, like uh, so I was just like, hey, man, I'll just wait out here. So I, I had to go like all the way back and wait out. I wasn't planning sure. on buying anything anyway. So it was it was fine. um, well, You know,
1: sure. I will say like part of the re- you know, I mean, you know, I think for, I think I think part of the experience there is just like seeing as much stuff as you can. And so like, there was a lot of kind of cool stuff to see that was for sale. So, I mean, yes, they, I don't know. I, I Jack, they wouldn't, they were not going to grab you and wrestle your credit card out of your hand and charge you. Sure. Um, so like you, you probably could have hung, hung in the line with me, but, um, uh, I just told them like I was, the first thing was like for the grab bags and I, I didn't want a grab bag. Um, oh. And they were, they were, it, w- it was crazy though, because like in order to pass by this one person, they were trying to swipe your credit card and charge yep. you like 50 bucks. Uh, and I was just like, I don't want a grab bag. I want to, I want a mystery ball. And so they're like, oh, okay, just keep walking then. And uh, I walked through and I looked at the table, the table, they had all these like little random trinkets and like giveaways and stuff. They actually had a Pedro Strop karaoke uh, bobblehead that they gave out in like maybe the 2019 season, I guess. Maybe the 2020 2020- no, yeah, 2019, 2018 season, um, and I missed it at the time, and I, I kind of regretted not getting it because it's definitely an oddball bobblehead to get, um, and they had them for 15 bucks, so I ended up picking one of those up, and then I ended up getting a mystery ball. Um, at this point now, sweatpants guy was behind me, and um, he was going to get a mystery ball as well, and so then uh, they were they were 50 bucks each, which is a lot of which is um, a considerable amount of money. Definitely cheaper than you know, like if you were going to buy like a certain player's autographed ball. But it's also for Cubs charity, so I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll just I'll give it a shot, whatever. Um, and uh, the guy behind the sweatpants guy also got one, and they they swipe your card right there um, on their phone, and then they charge you. And uh, the guy goes, Hey, did you charge me a hundred dollars? And she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I charge you a hundred? And he's like, yeah, I thought there were 50. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And, like, this woman immediately, uh-huh. like, started, re- like, apologizing to this guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, there's supposed to be 50 bucks. And, like, so, I mean, she clearly must have thought that he wanted two, and he only wanted one. I would say at that point, it's like, maybe you just say, like, uh, eh, okay, that's fine. I guess I'll take two. I mean, 50 bucks is a lot of money, so maybe you, you do want to dispute that. But maybe a different person who wasn't wearing sweatpants would just be like, uh, okay, I'll take two then. That's right, fine. right, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, in all honesty, if they did that to me, I probably would have also said like, uh, no, could you refund me the 50? Uh, so I kind of that's where I lost sweatpants guy because I'm like, all right, man, a sweatpants guy, you're on your own. Um and so he was like left in the dust like trying to like settle that credit card dispute sure. and uh I just continued on and purchased and like just got my stuff and made my way back and found Jack. Um the funny footnote of all that story is that I did get the mystery ball, opened it up, and it was Victor Caratini. Uh, So that was, you know, the joke ended up being on me a little bit. Um, The mystery of that ball was who would actually want a Victor Caratini autographed baseball. Um, It it would turn out later when we'd run into sweatpants guy that he actually got Rex Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I actually said to him, like, hey, you know, you like you like Victor Caratini? Like, would you be interested in a trade? And uh, he kind of laughed it off. But I kind of meant it. I would have traded him Caratini for Rex Brothers. Sure. um, I, I think I'm on the losing end of that deal, but I at least thought Rex Brothers was a little more weirdly, like, badly funny than Caratini. So, yeah, um, you know,
0: I, I agree. You know, we, we've talked about Brothers plenty on this podcast. Uh, you have to admit, though, Jeremy, there is some comedic value in, in standing in a line for an hour and a half, at least, um, and then paying fifty dollars to end up with a ball that's been autographed by Victor Caratini. I mean, to say nothing of the the money you spent. It's also the time factor. Um, sure. But, uh, anyway, you know, I, I think it, it is comically bad. I, I agree that brothers would have been better. Um, but you know, at, at this point it was, it was probably two thirty in the afternoon. You know, we'd been there for about two and a half hours. Um, you know, after Jeremy got the Ethan Roberts autograph, not a whole lot had happened. Um, and we hadn't gotten any, any further autographs. So, uh, you know, uh, we decided maybe it was time to look around and see where the action was. So uh, Jeremy suggested we go back outside to the hotel across the street. The players were not staring at, uh, staying at the Sheridan Grand. They were staying at a different hotel that was uh, just, just next to the Sheridan. Um, and so there were a bunch of graphers waiting out there. And so me and Jeremy went out there. And I- I'll admit, like, I-, I wasn't really about standing outside right then. <laughs> and it was still an hour and a half before the first signing, which was Jim Deshays and Boog's uh, Shambi. Shambi. Um, uh, and so I, I just, after about five minutes, I just said to Jeremy, Hey man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go wait inside. (laughs) And then, so Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, you got a few autographs when we were out there. Yeah, that was a
1: funny instance right there. Um, uh, we were talking about our friend who was like, said he was going for uh quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, I, I, and like, I think Jack, you said like, you just got to be, you know, along for the ride or down for the, the hunt or whatever. And like, I think that was a situation where. Um, I also think that that was kind of like part of like the part of the, what was going on. It's like, I think in the, in the quest to get autographs, that's like, kind of like what we were like, you know, going for. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Hey, if it means standing outside in the cold, um, you know, that, that's like what, what, what the, what the task called for. Um, so anyway, we were out there, um, and uh, just waiting uh, for a little bit. Uh, Jack Jack got in there uh, pretty quickly uh, inside. Um, I stood out there for a while, and like yeah, I cleaned up uh, outside even. Like um, uh, I'm trying to figure out a good way to to tally who I got out there. But basically, let's see. I got um, the the big ones that I got. I got Jeremy Estrada relief pitcher for the for the Cubs. The big ones I got out there were Matt Mervis came by. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big. I was out. Uh, yeah,
0: I was out there when Mervis came out. You got Hotovy. Um,
1: yeah, Tommy Hotovy came out, so I got to talk to Tommy Hotovy. That was pretty cool. And mentioned him, mentioned to him about how, uh, you know, um, we we like his walk up song, and we 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 like when uh, you know, pitcher is in trouble and they need a little hot stuff. That's right. Um, so he he got a kick out of that. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to get like a, a good list of all the autographs I got, but um, uh, in that session. But yeah, Mervis and Ed Howard were the two biggies. So Ed Howard came out and signed for us, and uh, I was, I was trying to let Jack know, uh, you know, that things were happening. If he wanted some autographs to, to get his ass out there, <laughs> um, yeah. But... so
0: so eventually, I th- I think you sent me a text that said, "Man, I'm like I'm cleaning up out here. You gotta come." So I said, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna come out." So I came out, um, you know, and I saw this big uh, this big crowd of graphers. Somehow, sweatpants guy had had found his way out there. Um, and yeah. shortly after I came out, Ed Howard came back. Uh, yeah. So I was I was we- able to get him um, on, uh, his, uh, heritage card, his heritage minors card, which is really cool. The autograph looks beautiful. Um, but right after I got him, sweatpants guy got him. And Jeremy, uh, I could give you a million guesses as to what sweatpants guy said to Ed Howard, and you would never, you would never guess it. Um, and so he says to Ed Howard, he goes, uh, he's like, hey, I, you know, I, I hear you. they got you on that, uh, that athlete's diet. And, uh, Ed Howard goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the sweatpants guy goes, Oh, I bet that's pretty expensive, huh? And Ed Howard's like, yeah, actually, it's you know, it's not that expensive. And that was the end of the uh, that was the end of the interaction. But it was uh, it was funny. It's like, why why would Jesus. you ask this guy about the diet that they have him on? That's just
1: well. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, Ed Howard, when he left, he, he left uh, on foot from the hotel, and he came back, and he had two big bags of Whole Foods with him, <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of funny. So, like, there's a Whole Foods, like, a couple blocks away from their hotel. I didn't, I
0: didn't see that he had bags of food in his hand.
1: Yeah, so he must have, like, just stocked up and, like, got a bunch of Whole Foods. I, I assume, I can only assume that that's what, I, I'm probably giving uh, Sweatpants Guy too much credit, but, like, I assume he saw him holding those bags of Whole Foods, and that's why he said that to him um could but, be i
0: see i didn't see the bags of whole foods i thought it was just uh i thought it was apropos of nothing
1: yeah two, he had it's funny yeah two big bags of whole foods i was i i can only imagine what he had in there but like i mean that's that's uh, that's a that's a bit of a stretch like uh you know he could have said something like you know hey did you hit up the hot food bar you know something like that sure or, you know watch out for those mashed potatoes they they drive up the price uh of the, you know, the food per weight or something, but like, yeah, I don't really know. It was, um, that's, that's just a weird thing to say, I suppose. But yeah, um, he,
0: even to just comment on somebody's groceries, uh, is a little bit weird. Like, oh man, I bet those groceries were expensive. That's, that's yeah, kind of a, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Um,
1: right. We, also, we, also, the, also the fact we, we pointed out the fact that, that Ed Howard had signed like a $3.75 million signing bonus. Yes. Um, so it's like, I don't think two bags of whole foods is a big deal for him. Yeah. Or um, is
0: particularly going to break him right uh and he's probably not even paying for it anyway um sure the team, the team probably is uh, th- there were a lot of other graphers out there though some guys we recognized uh there was this one guy he's one of the better guys uh and his little kid who's maybe about eight years old um yeah uh, you know they, they hang angelo. out angelo is angelo's his name
1: angelo's the dad yeah he, nice he- yeah
0: He's a good he guy. Actually,
1: um, he actually, he uh, actually like said to me, he's like, "Hey, you're the guy who's uh, waiting over by the uh, Rock- the Phillies bus that one day." Yeah. And and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I remember you." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, did anyone sign after uh, Schwarber? Because he was the guy who was out there with his kid trying to get Schwarber, and when right. Schwarber left, he he left." And so like I told him, I'm like, "Yeah, he actually cleaned up that night," which was true. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he's like, I mean, I don't. Again, this is what Sweatpants guy would have said, like, "Hey, you know, don't tell this guy or whatever," or like he would have been saying like this is the guys you know you wouldn't talk to you wouldn't tell anybody else but it's like i guess i guess i could have said like uh no man it's it's dead over there like don't even waste your time because to like limit the competition but I, i suppose it's probably fine just to tell him and his kid um so they, I, I wonder if we we're going to see them more out by the visitor visitors bus. But he definitely seems like he's in it for the Cubs autographs for sure. So.
0: For sure, but and he's a nice guy though. You know, he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'll ask. He's like, they don't have to sign for us. You know, so I'll I'll ask him, and if they say no, it's just that's 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 all there is to it. So like you know, he's reasonable. Like he has a he has a healthy attitude about it. Um, yeah. You know, certainly not like some other graphers. Uh, there was a security guy there. Who was working security at this hotel um and uh he seemed like he was working security at both both hotels or maybe he was just working sc- like security oh. for the cubs as an independent contractor right but,
1: yeah the guy um i think I, th- I saw his name tag i think it was his name is colby
0: nice nice but yeah he recognized us too from the bus he's like uh, he he gave us all fist bumps he's like man i know you i know when you guys are here it's gonna be okay so uh so yeah, yeah he was uh he was cool um, yeah, we
1: should we should mention that. So, yeah, he's a guy who we saw at the visitor's bus, like, all season. Like, he was mm-hmm. actually the guy who, like, when there was that weird conversation about, like, the guy who showed up and he mentioned that they were going to a party, uh, the Cubs guy didn't necessarily invite him. And he seemed kind of like an annoying guy, so I could see why he wouldn't invite him. But there was that guy. um uh, so he works the Cubs bus and like, yeah, so he knows this now. And it actually became a, a, a it kind of got in my head a little bit. Maybe this was his, his, his tactic, but like it kind of got in my head a little bit. Cause when there were times where I was like, kind of like going after a guy, I saw this guy kind of escorting them out. And I was, I didn't want to like disappoint the guy because like he expects me to be like well-behaved and I didn't want to cross that boundary sure. and like break my trust with the guy. So he kind of got in my head a little bit. So it was effective Um but, but yeah, that was, uh, it, it's, you know, in, in like, like anything, when you go to like a, a, a bar or a restaurant and like, they recognize you and they, maybe they treat you a little better. It's kind of nice, um, to, to have the security guard, like know you and like not, you know, and you, you know that he's, he's not going to give you a hard time because he, he knows that you're not going to give him a hard time. So, um, so in that sense, I think it's good to be in, in good with that guy, um, so, yeah, we saw him around uh, over the weekend as well. Um, just to wrap up, well, one thing that happened, Jack, while you were gone, um, is that one of the people who walked up was Boog Shambi mm-hmm. um, on foot coming up uh, the, 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 the sidewalk. He, was, he had a, a bag in his hand with a wrapped Christmas gift. And um, I heard him coming up, and he's like, he's like some, a couple of people stopped him. And he's like, hey, he's like, I'm really sorry. I'm really late. I'm trying to meet someone in there. Like, I'm already late. Uh, do you mind if I just get you later, uh, inside? And, uh, I heard the one guy say something like, uh, they're not letting, I can't go in there or something. He's like, Oh, you can't go in there. And so he kind of like stopped and did sign for this one guy. And then I was kind of standing on the fringes of that. And I was ready to try to get his autograph if possible. But he's like, he's like, he, after he signed for that guy, he kind of looked at all of us. And he's like, Hey guys, do you mind? Like, I just, I just need to get in there. And he's like, sorry, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm late. And he's like, just, we'll do it at four. Okay. Anything you want, I'll do anything you want, but we'll do it at four. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Boog, no problem. And so he's like, thank you. Thank you. And like, we went in there, he went in there and uh, he probably got stopped more times on the way in, but, uh, um, it was a funny interaction and he was bringing Christmas gifts for someone. I, I hope it was JD. Um, but, uh, but yeah, to wrap up what happened out there, um, I ended up getting Ben, Ben, uh, uh, what the hell is his name now? Um Ben Brown, the uh the guy who the Cubs got from the Phillies for David Robertson, uh Hotovy was out there, Chase Strumpf, um one of their top picks from a couple years ago, uh Ed Howard, Matt Mervis, um uh, Jeremiah Estrada. I think that was the bulk of who was out there um during that session, but pretty good um for right in the middle of the day.
0: Yeah, no, most most definitely, man. Um so eventually i think we decided it became about 3:30, and we thought well we better get in the marquee line because jd and boog were signing at uh 4 p.m so we wanted to we wanted to get that um so we you know we get in the line um and sure enough it starts uh boog and jd uh come down eventually and uh the line starts moving and so we're kind of going to get our first uh our first autographs of the day where we have to stand in a line um uh, and it was it was cool, man. At one point, you could hear Boog say to JD's like, "Oh, signing these jerseys is tough, JD." He was kind of clowning around with people. He was really cool. Um, yeah. So eventually, eventually, uh, you know, we got up there, and um, uh, Jeremy, you you kind of greased the wheels for me, I think, with my interaction with Boog a little bit. You know, you, you said yeah. a nice thing to him.
1: Yeah, which is legit. Like a legit uh, thought that I had about like um, I just I said to Boog, I'm like, hey, you know, Boog, when uh, when when Len was leaving, I. I th- I felt like you were the only guy who could who could take his place, and he's like, "Well, thank you, thank you. That's that's a really nice thing to say." He's like, "Gent, uh, Len is uh, one of the best around, and so um, to fill his shoes, like you know, is a really big deal." And I'm like, "Well, hey, you know, you're pretty good yourself." He's like, "Well, thank you, thank you." Um, so I, I I do I do like legitimately think that that was like, you know, I I think he knows how good Len is and how much he was loved by Cubs fans, and to, so I think for a Cubs fan to say that you know he was the only guy who could replace him, I think is a pretty good. Compliment to hear for in in his uh, mind so like you know i think that that was i'm glad that i said it that was cool um and uh yeah you ended up getting him too jack right after that
0: yeah uh that was cool and so i just said to him you know i didn't have a ton to say to him i, I like boog and i think he's a, a pro so i just said hey i really enjoy your work and he's like well thank you very much um and he, he asked me my name and i uh you know i told him and it was just a, it was a nice interaction so I, I don't know if jeremy had really buttered him up there but yeah he was a cool guy and then uh, uh we got jD too so uh, I had a jD and a, a heritage card that uh jeremy had uh had uh, uh loaned me for that's, the occasion given that's a me. real not, card
1: there that's an original i mean not, not, a, not a heritage card yeah, yeah I mean a,
0: a real card rather it looks like a heritage card but it's a it's, it's a it's a real ass card um so yeah JD signed for us for us too um, and that I think was my first player autograph of the day uh, and that was that was a really cool one um yeah, what did you say to JD
1: well, yeah, J.D., I, I wanted to say so much to J.D., but, like, I, I, I kind of, I feel like I kind of, like, double-clutched a little bit. I told him, like, hey, you know, when when Len was, uh, I ran into Len uh, Casper before J.D. was hired, and he was telling me, like, you know, you're really going to like J.D., like, he's got a lot of Seinfeld references, and so uh, I said, like, you know, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you uh, doing all that, like, um, and I, I, didn't really get to get it out the way I wanted it to. Um, in retrospect, I'm like, I should have just asked him like what his favorite Seinfeld episode was. Cause I, I always, uh, enjoy trying to like, or hearing other people's favorite episodes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was pretty cool about it. I, I did ask him for a selfie. So we did take a selfie. Um, and, uh, again, like the card I, I got him on the 1987 record breaker, uh, card, so he set, like, a record for most consecutive strikeouts to start a game in 1986. And uh, the card is just – I wanted to mention the card to him, like, because he's in his warm-up jacket with the Astros, and he's got – he's holding his mitt, but he has a batting glove on under his under his glove. And for a pitcher, that's just, like, crazy. Uh, I don't think it's – even it wouldn't even be legal for him to do that as a, as a pitcher on the mound. Uh, so I've always was, like, fascinated by this card. And, like, it's just a cool layout um, with the record breaker and all this stuff. So – it's one, it's just a, such a cool card. I've been carrying it around like since last season in the hopes of getting it signed by him. And so I finally got it. So that was very cool uh, to get. Um, so that whole experience was, was awesome. And I was, I felt like Deshays would, would be one of my favorite got uh, cards I got signed for the whole weekend. And it it is up there. I haven't ranked them all yet, but uh, it's definitely in the top five, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um. It's a good one. When I, uh, when I went up, uh, went up to him. Um, uh, so his 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 last uh, full season and definitely his worst season of his career was 1994, which was the first year I played Stratomatic. So I, I said to him, uh, "Hey, uh, uh, JD, I've uh, uh, Stratomatic. Um, uh, my first Stratomatic season was 1994, and you were in that one." And he went, "Oh, oh, I couldn't help you. You should have released me," uh, which yeah. was great. Uh, which was great. When I said 1994, I could see his face fall a little bit, like. Uh, to the point where I almost feel kind of bad that I mentioned it, I wasn't trying to make the guy feel bad or anything, and I know he's joked about that uh that mm-hmm. year on the uh you know on broadcast so i it you know i yeah. assumed it was fair game, but he was a good sport about it and he was cool, and that was kind of the exactly like kind of what I wanted to get out of him and uh, he gave it to me, which is cool,
1: yeah I think yeah he he's a pretty self deprecating guy so I, I I think it seemed to me like like he's like oh sorry, I couldn't help you more there <laughs> like so I think yeah I think it was it was a pretty Pretty funny uh, exchange there. Um, yeah. um, immediately after Boog and JD finished signing, uh, Sean Marshall, former Cubs pitcher, um, was uh, due up to sign. Like, um, And so we pretty much got right back in line um, to get Sean Marshall. Um, I was uh, about to head into line, and Jack uh, said to me, he's like, well, you know, I don't have a card for, for Sean Marshall, so I might sit this one out. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a very generous guy in front of us, who was like, oh yeah, you don't you don't have a card <clears throat> a card to Sean Marshall? And Jack was like, nope. He's like, and he's like, hold on. And uh, he kind of like shoveled through his um his binder and and uh, produced a Sean Marshall card and gave it to Jack. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty cool of him.
0: It was it was extremely cool, man. It was like my frigging guardian angel over there. Yeah. You know, like he he just flipped her and he gave it to me and I was like, hey, like, can I compensate you for this? He's like, ah, don't worry about it. Um, and I was like, wow, that was fucking super nice, man. So that was that was really cool. There's, you know, there's some good people out there. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we waited in line. We got Marshall. Um, what did you say to Marshall? Yeah.
1: I said to Marshall and we should just say too, again, as an overarching thing, one of the cool things about going to these conventions is that you get to see these guys up close and you get like, like a 10 second window to say something to the guy, you know? And, uh, so it's good to have something kind of locked and loaded and like, um, if you, if you know these guys, like you, you might be able to say something there. And so like, I, I said to Sean Marshall, I'm like, Hey Sean, you know, I was always a, always a fan of yours, really upset when they traded you. And he's like, yeah, so was I <laughs> 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 to the effect that you said that maybe you shouldn't have brought up the 94 season for Deshays. I almost felt like I was kind of like, you know, scratching an old wound, uh, for Sean yeah. Marshall. Sure, um, cause like, yeah, who the fuck would want to be traded from the Cubs to the, to the Reds. Um, But that's what happened. I can't remember exactly. He didn't stick around much longer after he went to the Reds. Um, And uh, I'm sure that he would. Even before I said that, I'm I'm sure he wasn't happy to have gotten traded. But uh, I I don't know. I wanted to say something to the guy. I I mean, I was. I should have just said, hey, I was always a big fan of yours. I mean, I don't know. Well, you
0: know, I I don't think he was too perturbed by it, uh, Jeremy, because I was right after you. And I, I didn't have much to say to Sean Marshall. I mean, I was aware of him as a player, but that was about it. And so I said to him I just said hi Sean uh, and he was like hey hey how's it going I was like good and you know he's he, he's signing the card for me and he's like getting uh getting ready for the festivities and I was like oh, yeah. I was like uh, yeah it's like is, is Sean Sean Marshall trying to just like make you know banal conversation with me That's a little <laughs> weird and then and then he goes you want a marquee one too cuz each of the marquee guys had their own card like their own uh, cardboard card that you would like rip off and so he's like yeah. you want a mar- you want a marquee one too and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and so he signed that <laughs> one for me. Uh, and I was like, man, he was really, like, taking it easy with that interaction. Uh, and then it it occurred to me that his line wasn't very long. And I think there's there would be nothing worse for a player than okay. to, you know, than to be sitting in an autograph line and no one wants your autograph, right? That's, like, the biggest nightmare sure. you have. So I, I think he was maybe trying to, like, stretch out the interactions a little bit just to make sure like, you know, he got to five o'clock uh, and, you know, there were still people in line. So I was like, Oh, that, that's that right, maybe yeah. that, maybe that had something to do with it. You know,
1: that's fair. That's, that's, that, that, that sounds uh, about right. Um, um, yeah, I, uh, I, that would happen later on in the weekend, which I can talk about, but, um, but yeah, I was like, I, <laughs> it's funny that, that he gave you the second card um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're just saying like, I, I was aware of Sean Marshall, right. but I was the one who said I was a fan of him. But, oh, um, man. but, uh, but yeah, um, I, yeah, those marquee cards. I don't know, Jack, you seem like you weren't too big on the marquee cards, but I, I was, I, I, I thought they were a saving grace because sure. There was, um, there was a Boog card, uh, and, like, I was I was trying to figure out, like, what – there were a lot of these people who were scheduled to appear, and I'm like, what am I going to get them on? And, like, I I got ready a lot of Cubs team cards, but, you know, like the T- Cubs team card from 2022 has Frank Schwindel right on the front, and it's like he's so front and center that it's like it almost seems weird to get anybody else but Frank Schwindel on that card. Yeah. So I wasn't really that keen about getting, like, Sh- John Shambi on the Cubs card. So, like – he has, he has a, a card from this like marquee set, so um, I think it was pretty cool to get him on there. Um, there were some other people, some other on-air personalities, like Taylor McGregor and Elise Meneker who were signing. Uh, we ended up not getting them, but um, you know they had cards in that set, so it would have been cool to get them on a card. Um, so I thought it was a saving grace. Uh, we I got one other guy on, on the marquee card, which we'll talk about later. Um, but I'll say in, in preparation for that, I'll just say that there were like, like twenty one something cards of that's how many people Marquis has, yeah. Um, in their in their stable, um, one of the sheets, someone, some intern or something, must have had to go through and tear all of them out, um, because they like Jack said they're, they're perforated. Uh, but then they would just had stacks of like the whole uncut sheet for two other, uh, of the sheets, so like three total. One was already torn out the other ones were just uncut and just like in one piece um so we'll we'll go we'll get back to that uh shortly um but uh but yeah we're uh we were standing there waiting um one of the guys who came through the uh the 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 lobby was uh jody davis uh yeah we, we kind of spotted him right away and y- yeah uh,
0: jeremy yeah i yeah you spotted him that was a, it was a good call um uh, he eventually got he eventually got made by some people who were in in line for Sean Marshall um so that was a that was a real like choice that Jeremy and I had to make like should we jump out of the Sean Marshall line to get Jody Davis or uh you know or not or not do it and uh we, you know we decided uh we decided not to do it um Jody Davis did uh you know he did have a, a much younger woman uh with him, who at first we yeah. thought may have been his daughter, um she was probably thirty years younger than him, but uh just from <laughs> from their body language um you know we uh, uh it, that was that was not the case um, yeah, it seemed
1: like maybe not the case um, no 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 and it, yeah. it,
0: was, it was very very likely not the case so uh so yeah good good for jody davis um yeah we't know it's a, uh,
1: we hope it's a relationship based on love and not uh, not other things that you know a a former ball player might might have accrued <laughs> over his career playing career um, right. but uh, but yeah uh, so that was interesting to see. Um, uh-huh. and I think they were about headed up because right because um, this was right shortly before the opening ceremony uh, it was. where uh, you know the, all the players who were in attendance would be announced so I think he was getting himself up there to ready to go.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we ended up going to the big uh, like the big convention hall uh, as well after we got Sean Marshall. So we, we went up there. Uh, at this point, it was about 5 o'clock. So um, we just decided to find ourselves a seat um, and sit down so we could watch the red carpet ceremony where all the guys get introduced on the big stage. Um, at, at about 5 o'clock, Marquee Network went live with, uh, with a, with a pre-red uh, carpet ceremony. Um, so Cole Wright and, and Boog... We were hosting something in studio. And by studio, I mean uh, the stage was like, you know, probably 30 feet behind us. Um, yep. So we, you know, they, they were mic'd up so we could hear everything that was going on. And we could also see them, too, doing the interviews, which was really cool. Now, we haven't talked a ton about Cole Wright on this podcast. And I, I don't watch a ton of Marquee Network. So I had not, I, I was aware of Cole Wright, but I was not really um, uh, clued into the just the absurdity of of who he is um yeah. he's just a walk a walking malapropism
1: yeah man this is one of the things that i've been trying to like get across for for years now for as long as the marquee network has been around but i've been trying to tell i've been trying to explain like the the like the the essence of cole wright and it's just so hard to do it unless until you see him yeah and jack just hasn't like been like in that zone so like i'm glad he, he finally got a chance to see cole wright and see what i've been talking about but yeah t- Fill us in, Jack.
0: Yeah. So um, at one point, um, I, so he was interviewing David Ross, first of all. And uh, uh, he, he talked about Christopher Morell, like the subject of Christopher Morrell came up. And uh, Cole Wright goes, yeah, he put the league on storm last year. Um, <laughs> and like, like uh, you know, I, I guess the, 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 maybe you could have said like he put the league on notice or something, but, uh, yeah. he put or the, took league, the league by storm. Yeah. Or took the league by storm. Yeah. So he actually, he actually, you know, so there's uh, uh, putting some, putting the league on notice or taking the league by storm. So he just, he took those and he mashed them together. Um, and it was just, it was just like, what? And, you know, Boog, Boog was in the, uh, the booth with him and you gotta, you gotta think like when Boog hears that stuff, he must just think Cole Wright is the biggest idiot in the world. Because Boog, you know, yeah. say what you will about him. Maybe he's too much of a national guy doing a regional gig. But he is a consummate professional, and he would never say something stupid like that. So Man. that was funny with the Ross interview. Also, Cole Wright, at one point, he asked he asked Ross a question. He's like, so Rossi, what are you most excited about? And, and Ross goes, about the uh, Cubs convention? And Cole Wright goes, yeah, yeah. So like the the question was unclear and it was fun it was funny that Ross had to clarify what the question was about. Um, yeah. It's like I mean, that, even that, Ross, yeah. even
1: Ross is like a more seasoned broadcaster than Cole Wright. I yes. mean, Ross did Sunday Night Base I think it was Sunday Night Baseball for like a season or at least a season uh, for ESPN, and that's how mm-hmm. him and Boo got so close. But. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy. Like it's it, it's just crazy the stuff that comes out of Cole Wright's mouth.
0: Yeah, no. And, and at another point, they were uh, Cole Wright mentioned that um, uh, Nick Madrigal was taking ground balls at third base, and he goes, "Yeah, he's looking to diversify his portfolio." And he said it like that too, just to boog when there was no mm-hmm. other excitement going on. But that that's one of those phrases, like uh, you know, if Kyle Hendricks were to pitch seven innings with just two earned runs allowed, you'd say, "Well." Just another day at the office for Kyle Hendricks, you know, and it's like, oh, ha ha. That's a funny expression because like, a, you're acting like he did, uh, you know, something just something uh, mundane when in reality, he had a really good outing. Right. But also like funny because office and actually he's a baseball player. But, you know, another day at the office is is a is an expression. Somebody saying nope, nobody says div- that they're looking to diversify their portfolio. Nobody no. says that. Um, that, that'd be like, that'd be like if I told you, yeah, Jeremy, I'm, I'm, I'm learning code right now. You know, I'm just, I'm looking to diversify my portfolio a little bit. You'd be like, what? Um, so just, yeah, just, uh, it's just a constant barrage of stuff like that. One more, one more. Um, uh, so Pat Hughes was recently inducted into the hall of fame and, uh, Cole Wright had to like take a little bit of that shine at the beginning of the red carpet ceremony. Cole Wright was the MC for the red carpet ceremony. Um, and, uh. I was talking about Pat Hughes, and when, when Colerite was, when he was like, when I first accepted the job with Marquee, one of the first people to call me and congratulate me was Pat Hughes. And that really took me back. Um, <laughs> and that, that's the wrong use of that, uh, that phrase. <laughs> Saying that something took you back, you'd be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I heard this song that I hadn't heard in years, and it just it really took me back. You know, it took me back to <laughs> middle school. So like yeah. yeah, it means that you're remembering something. Uh, yeah, just yeah. just ter- just terrible, man.
1: Um, I I assume he meant like it. I was taken aback. Yes, right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, one more thing that I added to the notes here too was like we were talking about the, we were ripping on this one like like and uh like at, in the in real time, but he he called Jamison Tyon sneaky big. Yeah. And again, it's like I feel like. I was saying, like, to Jack, like, you can be sneaky big if, like, you, like, if you're, like, a, a secretary at, like, an office. And, like, you see the person, like, you know, you're, you're, like, you're, like, a male, like, delivery person. And, like, you only see the person sitting behind a desk for, like, years, like, weeks and months and years. <laughs> and then finally they stand up and they're like, oh, my God, you're seven feet tall. that You're sneaky big. But Jameson Tyon is a pitcher who stands upright on a mound uh, every five days during the Major League season. It, there's nothing sneaky about the fact that he's a big guy, you no. know, and like, it's just that that's a these are just classic examples of, of what's wrong with Cole right, um, and uh, yeah, I mean sneaky big. I think it's pretty obvious that he's big. Like, yeah, he might be uh, sneaky uh, smart or sneaky like you know ant- nimble. Like if he like if he like was on Dancing with the Stars or something, but he's not sneaky big. It's sure very clear he's clearly big.
0: Sure, even even sneaky athletic. You know, a guy can be sneaky athletic. But, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you, uh, a person's size, especially, like, actual, actual big people like Jamison Tyone, who's, like, 6'5 and 240 pounds, their size is the first thing you notice about them. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so with Tyone, he said, because uh, cause in, the, in the in-studio interview, Tyone was talking with, uh, with Boog and, and Cole Wright, and they were, just, they were talking about coffee, like, and Tyone is a big, like, coffee, coffee guy. And so as as uh, he's introducing Tyone to the stage uh, during the MC portion, Cole Wright was like, "Yeah, he's sneaky big, and he loves coffee." Everybody, Jamison, Tyone, and Jamison Tyone <laughs> was probably like, "Come on, man! Like, why do you got to say that in front of like all the Hall of Famers and like players who are on the stage? Why do you have to say that? I I love coffee. Like, don't right. fucking do that." Um, yeah. I can only assume that all the guys who were on the Cubs last year or, or in years prior just know what an idiot Cole Wright is and are like, "Hey, d- yeah. don't don't worry about don't worry about it, man. He does that stuff all the time." So
1: yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So they were showing some highlight packages, or they were in highlights. They were like, they were, they were they were also cutting to like Taylor McGregor, who was maybe on the red carpet interviewing yep. people and, and players, and their like wives were were showing up and coming in and being interviewed. One of the people that came that showed up was Justin Steele. And um, they, the, pretty much everyone was saying like, "Oh, you're you're looking really uh, spiffy tonight." Like, you know who um, who uh, dressed you? And it's like, "Oh yeah, it's my wife." It's, it's all credit to my to my girlfriend. Like, she's the one who like, um, you know, uh, uh did that and whatnot. And so, um, it, it's like it was getting tired because like everybody had the same response. Like, yes. oh, it's all my wife. Which like, yep. no shit. Like you, you're a ball player. Like I'm sure you do not know how to dress yourself. Like clearly. There's a woman with some style who like dressed you. Right. Um, but one of the things that Justin Steele said in a pretty like um, just throwaway comment was like, yeah, you know, I was shaved and everything. He's like, yeah, I was looking pretty homeless there for a little bit. <laughs> Which, yeah. like, um, you know, definitely not, didn't, he did not mean anything by that comment, but it was just, it was one thing that he slipped at, like, you know, I think if it was written down uh, ahead of time, he probably would have like went back and, 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 edited that one
0: well ma- you know maybe he would have uh you got to remember you got to remember the source of it all um his,
1: I, you got to think of his twitter uh <laughs> sure or, yeah. or no, actually no no he's not the twitter guy he's um something else yeah
0: yeah yeah right. yeah uh, he wasn't able to go to toronto um but yeah. uh yeah that's definitely just something that like uh a like just a privileged uh white guy would say first of all um but yeah. also like definitely not a great thing to say considering chicago has a huge homeless problem. It's like yes. this guy's never ridden the red line in his fucking life. And, you know, he no. plays at Wrigley Field. So um, a, a,
1: a, a problem that Jack was was walking through the middle of when he was trying to get to the Sheridan yeah. uh, Hotel yeah. on on Lower Wacker Drive. So, Right. So, yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the whole ceremony, uh, they are just, you know, obviously it's a big room with like hundreds, thousands of people in there. Waiting for this big ceremony to go on, so like the the, they're constantly trying to pump up the crowd and like you know like get everyone psyched up. They're showing like highlight packages, videos. They're playing music, really trying to get the energy up. When they come back from commercial, everyone's cheering. Everyone's going crazy. Um, Then one of the next guests that they brought out in the pregame was Cody Bellinger. And obviously, a lot of Cubs fans are excited about the Cubs signing Cody Bellinger. He's, you know, just a couple years ago, he was like one of the hugest stars in the league. Um, Not so much over the last couple years, but that's because he's an idiot who... Um, hit a home run in the World Series and bash brothers some guy and knocked his arm out of joint. So mm-hmm. he hasn't been the same since then and uh he, it seems like he's something that he probably would do again because he I don't think he like learned from his lesson. Anyway, he's a bonehead, is what I'm trying to say. Um and so he comes out and we've I feel like we've talked about it on the on the past like and first of all he has a reputation of just kind of like being a stoner, just being like a uh like huh? Like one of those guys just like yes. a general like clueless like um, out of it stoner type of guy. His, his face certainly, uh, you know, portrays that. Um, and, and just a kind of a dud of an interview. And of course they interview him and like, God, the, the, like the suck of the energy out of this, the room was palpable. Um, you know, we were sitting pretty close to the stage, but you could feel just how he completely drained the energy, uh, out of the room as his interview went on and on.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, if, if I could do an impression of, uh, of, uh, well, he, uh, ask me. Ask me to talk about uh, any subject, any subject, and I'll do. I'll do an impression of Cody Bellinger's interview.
1: Oh, Cody, you know you got just got here to Chicago. It must the energy must be pretty great. Uh, how's how's your experience been so far?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Chicago's been great. Uh, uh, I really like this city. Um, just just picked out a just picked out a new place. Um, thought this was a good uh, a good place for me. So yeah, I like Chicago, and I just uh, I really like I really like, uh, really like Chicago. That that's how every Cody Bellinger answer is. So they asked him about playing yeah. center field, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I I I've always liked playing center field. I think I'm pretty good, good at going back on balls. It's something I'm really confident on, and and I I like playing center field, and uh and yeah, I just I just like playing center field. Like <laughs> e- like everything like he he affirms that like he feels confident about the thing, and like is confident in his either decision or like his his efforts, and he reaffirms that he likes it. And then he tries to he tries to make another point about it, but realize he doesn't have anything. So he just says that he likes it one more time. And then that's that's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was um, uh, it was painful. Painful It was for sure.
0: It was. Yeah. There's definitely not a lot going on up there. But uh, who knows? Maybe he'll have a good a good season for the Cubs on his on his prove it deal. Um, He certainly doesn't carry himself like a guy who's on a prove it deal. But, um, you know, that's that's another thing. Uh, yeah, Tucker Barnhart. They showed too. Uh, you know, Tucker Barnhart's kind of cool that he's that he's on the Cubs this year. He was wearing a a, a purple suit, which was an odd choice. Um, yeah, but head to
1: toe he, purple, like almost like crushed velvet purple. Yes, yeah, weird. yeah.
0: And and uh, uh, Taylor asked him about it, and he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of got Joker vibes, which I like. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I like that he said he liked it, which was funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just a kind of, again, a kind of a throwaway line, but um, you know, it's like, I wonder which Joker he's talking about. I mean, first of all, Joker is a a bad guy and he's, he's a pretty dark soul. (laughs) Um, When you really break down like what that means to have Joker vibes, but um, yeah, I mean, take your pick. I mean, I think like, uh, certainly the, uh, the, the incel joker, uh, who, who, you know, shoots people in the head on, on TV. Uh, I, I hope he, he didn't mean that particular joker cause that's definitely the darkest of all the jokers, but, um, yes. yeah,
0: yeah, no, uh, <laughs> uh, no doubt. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they eventually did the red carpet ceremony, um, they brought all the players out, which is cool. Again, Cole Wright made a, a fool of himself when he was announcing all the players. One other good comment from Cole Wright is right before they started introducing the players, he said, "The evening is going to unfold as the minutes go by." Um, <laughs> a- again, you just you have to be listening carefully to hear this stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, the, including old timers and prospects, you know, they probably brought seventy people uh, onto that stage because I think mm-hmm. they had everybody from the forty man too. So that was cool. Um, and then, but we realized that we had to try to get downstairs to get some autographs. Uh, and so Fergie, they, yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they had, they had, um, these, uh, they had these, uh, surprise autograph sessions. Uh, and they weren't, the, the guys were not announced, but, um, they were signing in that same room where we, when we, where we checked in that ended up being like the autograph alley, I think they called it. Um, and uh, so we we headed down there. I actually think like I led us to the wrong floor because I was getting completely screwed up because when you enter that place, you enter on the third floor. So that threw me off right away. Um, so I think we maybe went up a floor the the wrong way. But then we headed down all the way to the first floor. We were on the fourth floor, um, or something like that. I don't even fucking know. But. Um, we uh we headed down we got down to that basement and like the autograph lines were kind of out the door and it seemed it, they were only signing for like 45 minutes so it seemed like it was a losing proposition to even wait in those lines
0: yeah absolutely um the the unfortunate part cuz our our whole plan was always to try to get one of those secret signatures but the unfortunate part of it was that Fergie Jenkins and uh Taylor from marquee well i mean Fergie Jenkins from MLB Taylor from marquee were uh were signing uh, at the marquee station um So we we decided, we were like, well, fuck it. Like, if we can't get one of these uh, uh, secret signatures, we're going to go up and try to get Fergie Jenkins. Um, One thing, though, before uh, before we got there, it was when we were heading down the escalators. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were playing music over the loudspeakers from the red carpet thing just as the ceremony ended. And the first song they played was Go Cubs Go. The second one, sometimes like they do after a win, was Sweet Home Chicago. So as we were heading down the escalators, it was almost like a replay of our first game of the year uh, in 2022 we just heard a, uh, some guys harmonizing sweet home
1: chicago oh.
0: and we just we just jeremy and i just looked at each other like you know the more things change the more they stay the same
1: yeah, um, where, wherever that song sweet home chicago is being played at a sporting event there will be meatball guys singing along to just the just that refrain just the yes. sweet home chicago part yeah, 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 it's uh, that.
0: R- ridiculous. Um but uh the bottom line is that um our, our our gamble to try to get one of these secret signatures cost us in the Ferguson Jenkins line because uh we got in there and uh the line was pretty backed up and uh it, it became kind of apparent right away that we were just not going to get the autograph. Um so we we stayed in the line though. Um and you know, we waited in line until uh whatever it was, 7:45. We were probably twenty-five to thirty people away from getting the autograph, uh, and then yeah. they cut off the line and Fergie left, which sucked. The, we were in a line. position, yeah. We were in we, a position as Fergie was leaving, like we we were uh, stanchioned yeah. off, but he was walking right by us, and we thought we were gonna get him, man. Like we thought we were gonna be able yeah. to be like, "Hey, Fergie, could you get, can you do one a uh, couple more?" But then this kid, uh, this kid stepped in front of us, like oh, this yeah. four-year-old kid. And screwed up the whole deal for us. And then, like, you know, whoever his dad was was like, yeah, you're the man, Fergie. It's all about the kids. And it's like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude. The kid wasn't supposed to go under the stanchion. That's why they have stanchions there. Um, But whatever, man. So we, we we didn't get Fergie.
1: The way that that guy said that was like super annoying. He's like, "Yeah, that's right. I told you this guy do anything for kids or something." Like yeah. he was just like so aggressively about, like, so aggressively affirmative about the fact that his kid got. He's like, "Yeah, he'll do anything for kids. I knew it." So it's like fucking <laughs> really annoying, and like yeah, so like it, it sucked. Um uh, We we should say we like we were in a we the place we were we were very far back in line. But I think that if we were in that line for Boog and JD, we would have gotten through. But what happened was – so Taylor McGregor uh, was signing um, after Fergie. And, um, you know, hey, listen, she's an attractive woman. She was wearing a a very nice, uh, you know, cocktail dress. Um, And, you know, 98% of the people who are there are like sweatpants guy, you know, just like, um, you know, middle-aged guy. Maybe in sweatpants, maybe in, you know, jeans like, you know, that haven't been washed uh, since, you know, opening day, whatever. <laughs> um, and they're all trying to shoot their shot with with Taylor McGregor. So yep. half of the the reason why that line wasn't moving is because all these schmoes were going up to Taylor McGregor and like just they all had something to say to her. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, sure. Every one
0: of them wanted a selfie.
1: Yeah. I couldn't imagine what the guys were saying to, to her. Like, no. you know, like, uh, you know, it would probably put like it would probably make the like you know uh athlete diet uh comment to ed howard seemed like you know something for like a a quote book you know (laughs) yeah it's it's like
0: something sean connery's james bond would have said
1: you know (laughs) yeah exactly so um so that was that was rough um and like yeah we we were we were pretty close but 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 didn't get a shot. I even stayed in the line because like, I'm like, well, we're already in this line. Like, I'll get Taylor McGregor because she has the marquee card. And then even she got, even they cut off her line at some point. Um, and so, yeah, I, we completely struck out on that. I guess that was one line that I was in this weekend that I didn't get end up getting an autograph for. Sure. Well,
0: e- even um, after yeah. they cut it out, Jeremy, those last few people who were getting her autograph just fucking made a meal out of the experience. You know, like every yeah. single one of them, um, of them talked to her for like five minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, even I I will say even after the marquee uh, employee cut off the line, she still stayed and stood up and was signing for people. I probably could have went over there, but I mean, I I wasn't going to make an extra effort to get her autograph. But if I was in line already, I figured I would do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, so we we ended up heading uh, back upstairs uh, because Ryan Dempster was doing his uh, talk show uh, at this point. So um, in that same convention hall. Um, there was still stuff going on including Ryan Dempster doing his show. And like, we, we kind of walked over to where this like red carpet it was called the blue carpet. Uh, but there was like a little step and repeat with like the marquee network logo. And like the players were coming through this, this, this blue carpet doing autographs. And, um, there was still kind of a little bit of action going on there. There was like some sort of like green room. And I think the the guys were like right next to it. So, um, we were kind of hanging out there and, um, we would see – I feel like we saw some players maybe ducking in behind the scenes. But one guy who kind of came out uh, was Sean Dunstan. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, people kind of headed over to Sean Dun- and We were like, whoa. We were, I think – we were we just about to leave and then we saw Dunstan pop out? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Yep. yep Yeah, so, so Dunstan popped out. And um, I think I, – I can't remember if I talked – I feel like I talked about this on the podcast. But Sean Dunstan was one of my early strikeouts in terms of autographs. Back when I was a little kid, um, it probably was like 1988, 1989. I went to the Cums game with my dad. And, uh, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, like Jack just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went out to the players' uh, parking lot to get autographs. This – right now – like back then, the players' parking lot was about where, um, like, Gallagher Way is. Where, you know, There used to be a little parking lot over there. And the players' lot was like – had a chain link fence around it, like painted yellow. Um, and the players would just park in that lot. So It was open air. It was just a, a chain link fence. Just like, you know, you have between your house and your neighbor's house. Um, and I remember being right up against that fence and, uh, I guess I, pr- I, I was probably getting my scorecard signed, but, um, I was right up there and Sean Dunstan's car was right on the other side. So he was like inches away from me. And my dad's, you know, I remember my dad saying, like, Sean, come on, you sign one for the kid. And Sean just got in his car and completely snubbed us. Um, it, didn't necessarily like turn me against Sean Dunstan, but like it was a it was a harsh um, realization as to like what the autograph game was like. Right. So fast forward, uh, you know, 25 years from there. Uh, here we are at the at the Cubs con and Sean Dunstan comes out and um, he was just like wearing like kind of like a black, like kind of like track suit type of thing. Like maybe or maybe like slacks in a black sweater or something like that. Yeah. He had a big chain on um and he comes out and he kind of he it looks like he's like looking for somebody he kind of steps to his right and some like little kid comes up to get him to sign and i can see that he's starting to, to kind of like walk um away but he picked he grabs the the card or ball or whatever and he signs for the kid and he's kind of moving so me and jack were kind of like all right let's make a break for it so we kind of broke around the crowd and like went over to the side where he was I kind of assumed that he was going to keep walking and sign for, like, maybe, like, three people as he walked and then just kind of, like, bust out of there. He actually took maybe, like, five steps or something, got to a spot, and then just signed for everybody. So we were able to get up there, and we got his autograph, and I got to say it was pretty cool. It was also one of the highlights for me for for the whole weekend.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, He was cool. He commented on your card because you had a card from when he was 21 years old. And he said that he was like, yeah, he was like, man, I was 21 years old in this picture. Yeah.
1: So he yeah, he he signed like someone asked him about the the necklace he was wearing and he explained to the guy like what it meant. It was like it was like six letters and like it meant something like it was his kids names and some saying or something. And then he saw my card. I have his like 1985 number one draft pick card, which again is another iconic Cubs card uh, for for people who have been collecting Cubs cards. Uh, it says the number the 1982 number one draft pick, Sean Dunstan. and it's and it's him. And he saw it, and he's like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "I was 21 in this picture." And like he said it, you know, and I heard him say something too. Like he's like, he was almost 60 years old. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my God, I was 21 in this picture. And I, I said, I said, Hey, you're still looking good, Sean. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, thank you. Thank you, man. <laughs> so I think I made him feel good there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I gotta say that, that was again, and that's a 35 year, you know, I, I tried to wrap up the, the, the Christopher Murrell, uh loop. I tried to complete the uh, Michael Hermosillo uh, loop, and like now I've completed this 35 year loop of uh, Sean Dunstan. So that yeah, felt pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so Dunstan, was that was kind of one of my surprise ones. Um, I was not expecting to get him, but I got him too. Uh, so that was uh, that was really cool. I got him on a cool card. His his auto looks nice too. He's got a very cool uh, looking autograph. Um, now it's yeah. hard to say because uh, so much of this this stuff is just kind of rapid fire because it was getting late. And it's—I feel like it, it was easy to sort of mix up just the exact order of everything that happened. But I, I think this is a good time to talk about the Darwin Barney interaction too, since it was yeah. a very, very similar interaction that took place in kind of the same place. Because the Dempster show was still going on at this point. Um, yeah, I think we had just gone downstairs and gone back up and learned that we had missed uh, Bob Howry, um, mm, which was yeah. unfortunate. So uh, we we were uh, we were about to bail again when all of a sudden out of the Dempster show and like out of the convention hall walks Darwin Barney. Um, and so, uh, you know, Jeremy, you, I, I spotted the guy too, um, uh, and, but, but you said to me, you're like, hey, it's, it's Darwin Barney. And so, uh, you know, Barney's walking towards the escalators, and so Jeremy and I just begin to follow him. Um, and you, nobody else had made Barney at this point. Like we were just the only two who were on him. So right when, uh, right when Barney was kind of in like a corner where no one could hear him, Jeremy, you've got a talent for this. I'm going to talk about the other time this happened in a second, but right when Barney was just kind of in a corner where nobody else could hear him, uh, you went, Hey Darwin, you got time for one? And he turned around and he signed for us, which was, which was awesome. You uh, caught him in the absolute perfect spot which is great. His autograph is – he's got a crazy autograph too. It is, um, it is crazy. Yeah, but uh, but that was perfect. And so there was another time similar to Barney. So we got Barney, which is really cool. Um, hes I think he's one of the guys that we both really wanted. Um, mm-hmm. it's, so it was cool to get him. Um, but th- there was another instance later in the night. This is probably about an hour later when all of the players were kind of starting to leave. Uh, Mike Napoli came down with like three – fucking secret service security guards um, so like apparent apparently Mike Napoli just needed a, a ton of uh, security escort to get out of this building um, so yeah he uh, he goes to the front of the Sheridan hotel and we, we had seen him so we followed him um, you know and our, our security buddy from Wrigley field who recognized us before was one of the one of the guards with Napoli yep. and so like you said Jeremy you know you don't want you don't want to overplay your hand with the guy because he might he might come in clutch later. You don't want to piss him off or anything but let him down so mm-hmm. we didn't get Napoli, but we kind of like kind of lingered over there and as Napoli was uh like peeling off down the street he like um he started walking east on whatever street uh 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 the Sheridan it's is north, on
1: north water street yeah, yeah north
0: water and so he started walking east on North water and he, he kind of got away from the security guards a little bit I, I think he was maybe going to a car or like an Uber or something yeah, yeah. and r- right when he did that. Jeremy, you said to him, Hey Mike, you got time for one? And he, uh, in, and again, nobody would have heard that, but Napoli, and he looked at you and he went, ah, and then he just, he kept walking. So um, he yeah. did hear you, but it was like, yeah, Jeremy, you've you definitely figured out how to, how to do that to where it's like, you know, you, you know, when to ask a guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I guess I learned from the, the L lighter experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go back right. to the, uh, under armor, uh, uh, all American game, um, where I got reamed by lighter, but, um, but yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I I mean the steel, I think the Justin steel was another one of those instances where I was very much trying to get him, but like not draw attention to the situation. Barney signed for us too. And then was gone. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, the card I got him si- signed on to is a really, is a really cool card. So it is. And it, um, his
0: autograph takes up his whole, it's, it's a, uh, uh, him sliding into second base or diving for a ball or something, yeah. but his, his autograph takes up his whole body, which is weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, horizontal card. So, um, so yeah, so that, that was cool. Um, we, um, we headed down to the lobby, uh, now the, the, like the main kind of entrance floor, which is the third floor. So we were we we're on the third floor. And um, yeah, it's hard to. I think the first thing happened was, um, I think we got Coomer. I yeah, think, you I think got I,
0: Coomer. I didn't have a Coomer car, but Coomer was signing over by the elevator.
1: Um, yeah, he was by an elevator. Yep. there were like little kids around him, and he was like, he was he was really making a meal of taking these pic- his picture with these kids. Yes, like because I was trying to we were trying to get him and get in and out. Um, and he was like taking a picture with a little kid, and he's like, "All right, are you smiling?" he's like, are you sure? Hey, are you sure you're smiling? Like he was like messing with the kid, which was cute and everything. But I was like, Oh man, come on, Ron, let's move it along here. Like, you know, I want to get in and out. Um, but, uh, eventually did get his autograph. Um, and, uh, um, so that was cool that I got him in a Cubs uniform, uh, a card with him in the Cubs uniforms. That was pretty cool. And then, then, (laughs) then we run into sweatpants guy again. Yes. Right.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he was—like, uh, what he said to us. Do you no, remember? I
0: don't really remember what he was about. I, I think we had to tell him that Coomer was over there. I don't think he, yeah, he knew that. that. Um, that's right. That's right. But, yeah, we were just saying some other stuff to him, and then he said—he's uh, like, yeah, well, uh, John Lieber's over there if you want to get him. And uh, so that was actually cool. Like, of all the bullshit that, like, sweatpants guy put us through, like, he actually did— uh, not that he put us through anything. It was just we, you know, he's not the, no. I don't think he's the person we wanted to be wanted to associate with. For no, you know, actually, the, yeah,
1: right, yeah. He he's not the guy who we wanted like our running man to be or like our no. our like yeah point man. I should say that when we were in the line, I almost forgot about this, but when we were in the line for the Cubs charities uh, thing, he did say something like yeah, you know, under Biden, now you can't even deduct any of this stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, sweatpants guy. I've, that's probably a key thing to, to throw out there just to counterbalance out who sweatpants guy is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, also he made a remark um, about some, a player's wife out. Yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah,
0: so when we were out getting, like, Ed, Ho- Ed Howard's autograph uh, – um. You know, on the some street. player
1: and his wife why, yeah I it
0: think. was a player and his wife and uh, you know the wife had like uh, you know the wife had a, a, a significant pair of pants on and, and sweatpants guy goes
1: yoga, yeah yoga pants yeah they were
0: him. like yoga pants he's like oh look at the look at that ass in those pants and then he, he went he went <laughs> they don't have that at UPS <laughs> you know and yeah, this was this was 45 minutes after he'd been talking about how his wife had died so
1: oh god jesus yeah. i i don't I don't know if if any of this laughter is inappropriate, I'm sorry, but like the it's just going through the ride with this guy, and there's even more to come if we care to have mentioned it oh the, we
0: we will i I'll, I'll say it, but like yeah, uh, there is so, there is yeah, so yeah so it, all, it, all of this in uh, you know in the context of he told us that John Lieber was hanging out in the lobby, so he yeah. he kind of redeemed himself, we would not have gotten Lieber. If it hadn't been no. for been for him, so yeah. uh, we go in the lobby um, after Jeremy gets Coomer, and we get Lieber, which was pretty cool. Lieber was just hanging there, like he had a beer in his hand. Just yeah. looks like a regular fucking guy. He was actually kind of dressed like a slob. He just had on like a <laughs> he had on like a just like a short sleeve pink. It was either a t shirt or like a button up shirt or a polo shirt and I think jeans. It was a
1: polo shirt, yeah, yeah and,
0: and and jeans. Um, you know, the guy made forty six million dollars in his playing career, and he just he just dressed like. A, Dressed like an average Joe, and he looked like an average Joe, too, uh, which, yeah. was, uh, which was cool. So he's just having a beer in, a, in the lobby, just like a Miller Lite. Um, and so he signs for us. No big deal. It was super cool. Like you said, Jeremy, we probably could have offered to buy him beer, and he would have just yeah. hung out with us and probably told yeah. baseball stories. Like, what a, what a cool guy. Um, yeah. So that was really cool, and that's what you want at the Cubs convention, right? I think we'll get a little bit more into this with the Ray Burris autograph, but it's like that's what you want is to just be, like, walking around the hotel at the convention and run it, into players and get their autograph.
1: And and that's kind of what – not to make, like, a final statement on the whole thing at this point, but, like, because there's still more to come, but, like, um, that's kind of, like, what this convention is about, like, mm-hmm. having this access to these players and, like – not only getting their autographs, but maybe trying to buy them a drink and talk to him or whatever. Like right. this, if if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be at a at a convention like this. And you know, it's not gonna be with fucking Cody Bellinger or Nico Horner or Patrick Wisdom, but like with a guy like John Lieber, yeah, I think we could have, we probably could have like bought him a drink and like had him tell us like you know like who was the biggest asshole on his team, and he probably right. would have told us, you know. Probably, um, yeah, and yeah. I,
0: I think that next year, you know, we're gonna be a little bit savvier. When we go to yeah. this next year, so I think maybe we should try to have that experience when we go next year.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Like if we can just like um, you know, kind of get set up to where whatever we, you know, figure out like how we're, like what we're doing, like for a ride home and like figure out our whole set setup. Yeah, maybe set up in the in the lobby, get some beers and whatever. Yeah. Um so so yeah, so uh anyway, so that was cool. Um and um yeah, I think we kinda just kept walking around. Um we had actually Passed by Wayne Messmer at one point. Wayne Mesmer was there. Mm-hmm. He sang the national anthem before the opening ceremonies, and uh, there was a, there he was signing autographs. He was doing like meeting fans and. Um, he was, there was a big line to kind of meet him. So we kind of like, kind of like, I, we kind of like, kind of walk, kept continued walking around and we kind of veered back over and Mesmer was still there. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go get Mesmer now. Yep. um So we, we decided to kind of go and kind of wait for him. At this point, there was only maybe like two people ahead of us. Um, and we got up there to the front of the line. I had Mesmer sign. I was trying to figure out like what kind of card I'd have him sign. I had him sign like one of these blank autograph cards that I have like with, was like a baseball, a picture of a baseball on it, and it's like the sweet spot of the baseball, and you can have them sign on the card. Um, so I had him do that just because I do feel like he's kind of like his own kind of institute uh, institution as a as a. I didn't want to pull a Cole right there. Um, he's his own. He's like his own Chicago institution. So he transcends even the Cubs. But like, um, but yeah. So that was actually for me very cool to meet him and and get his autograph uh, because yeah, he's been a Chicago legend since I was a little kid. Uh, between the Blackhawks and the Cubs. And, like, I wanted to say to him, like, hey, you know, I, I I get emotional almost every time you sing the national anthem. Uh, but, you know, there was some... Some interactions, I kind of nailed what I wanted to say. Some I didn't quite get to say what I wanted to say, and Mesmer was one of those ones where I, I I didn't fully get to express what I wanted to say to the guy. But he was very cool. He signed his autograph, drew a little music note under his name, uh, and he was actually very cool about getting it. We were like, "Hey, let's get a picture," and he's like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it." Like, "All right, you know," like, and he was very professional about getting it all set up. Like, he tried to. Someone else tried to do something like, I don't know if it was an autograph or a picture or something. He's like, here, let me try this or whatever. Like, or he's like, hold on. And he was like, wait, hold on. And there was someone like who was kind of like blocking the way and he waited for them to like get out of the way of the picture. And then he's like, all right, now we can do it. You know, so he, he kind of had a whole system going on. But that was very cool to get him. Me and Jack got a picture with him. So we we're kind of flanking him. And he's showing the World Series ring to yeah. the camera. So uh, we'll, we'll have to post this. And I'll po- I took a picture of all my autograph haul. Um, so we'll get all this stuff on the Instagram uh, as soon as um, the this this uh, uh, episode posts.
0: Yeah, uh, when, when I met Mesmer, he signed my uh, lanyard, um, and I said to him, "I just said, hey, I, I really like your work." And he goes, "Oh, thanks." Uh, well, I'm loud anyway, which was which was funny. <laughs> then I, they were having Cubs karaoke, which isn't or Harry karaoke, which isn't even worth mentioning on the podcast. But like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I just asked him. I was like, "Hey, you going to do karaoke tonight?" And he's like, oh, "We'll see." Uh, like, he sounded exhausted, and honestly, he probably was with, like, how hard he was working to give the, the fans a great experience. But, um, yeah, he was a cool guy. Even when we, we got our picture taken, Jeremy, he was, like, he, he said to me, he's, like, yeah, come on, get in here, get in here. And, like, he wanted me to, like, yeah. put his put his arm around him and stuff, so that was cool. Then the fucking guy who, t- who took your phone to take our picture only took one picture. Like, he didn't take yeah. two, and he was, like, hey, I only got one. And it's, like, why? Why didn't you just push the button twice? And right little i i don't know how the picture turned out jeremy i hope it turned out good but
1: it actually turned out perfect which is great uh but like yeah no because because i asked him to take a picture and they're like okay well yeah can you take one for us and i was like yeah sure and like i took a picture for them and i snapped off like fucking like five or six which is what people pretty much do yeah like you just take a bunch and then like yeah this isn't the days of like you know kodak uh no. Uh, you know uh kodachrome or whatever it's like you can you can snap off like five six pictures and just pick the best best one but this guy like and he had the camera for we like posed for a long time as if he took like five or six and then he handed it to me he's like hey you know i uh, hope the picture turns out good i only took one and <laughs> i was like i'm like huh i'm like okay i'm sure it's fine and then i'm like what he only took one picture um but yeah it actually turned out fine luckily so okay um so that's good yeah um but, yeah, so then I feel like, Jack, about at this point, we kind of, like, we met up with my friend um, uh, who, um, you know, we walked uh, to, to one end of the, the, the room, the the hall, whatever, and we were kind of standing, just kind of, like, kind of, just, like, kind of retaking, like, taking it all back in, I guess, and um, just kind of, like, gathering our thoughts and just, just figuring out if there's anything else left to do. Um, but uh, we, um, yeah, we, we headed out and... Um, uh, we headed to the, to the to the end and um, we saw we saw a little bit of commotion going on like I saw some Cubs employees saying like something like yeah there's an autograph signing happening over here so you go over there and just make sure it doesn't get out of control and so we saw a bunch of people over there and we, we walked over to see what was going on and it was Ray Burris um, he had just sat down on one of the, like the benches or the, like the sofas in like the in the in the walkway um, or in the like just in this like hall of like the like kind of by the bar essentially um, There's like the bar right in the middle of the floor here on the third floor. And he kind of camped himself in there um, and had like a drink or whatever. And uh, just kind of just impromptu started signing autographs. But I think just like the commotion of everything was just kind of crazy. And like, honestly, it was just it was a clusterfuck honestly
0: it it was it was the toughest autograph we got all night um for sure because because there was no rhyme or reason to this line people just kept pushing in to try to get him um and as if he was
1: gonna like run away like you know in like five minutes like the guy clearly sat down and he had a drink like it seemed like this is what his mo was he was just gonna chill out and i'll find i got more information about it later which I'll, i'll i'll share but um he clearly, um, like, uh, this was his situation. He was going to camp out there and and drink and sign autographs. And yeah. th- that's what people do, I guess, at these things. Uh, but, like, yeah, it was – I got in – I got right in there in the melee. Jack was behind me. But it was, like, there were, like, little kids getting his autograph. And, listen, I barely know who Ray Burris is. So, like, there's no fucking way these little kids know who he is. They were just getting an autograph to get, to get an autograph. Yep. But, like, it was also, like, they were, like, just talking – like, they were interacting with him, which is nice and everything, but like it was just going on forever. And it's like, it was just annoying knowing that these kids like have no clue who this guy is whatsoever. No.
0: And the problem is that, you know, this, this type of interaction right here is exactly what people want when they go to these conventions, that or Lieber, Um, And, you know, nobody, you know, nobody even really knew that the Lieber thing was happening because it was in the lobby and he was just kind of talking with one of his friends. But the Burris thing, it's like it just it spread like wildfire. And people were like, oh, my God, like a Cubs player is signing in the bar. And like we have to we have to get him. So people just want any autograph at these things. They just want to say that, like, they ran into a player and they got an autograph. And so Ray Burris was on like the, the ass end of that. Um, he was being very gracious. He was signing everything. And yeah, it was a melee. Like I, uh, I, I felt, um, I felt a little worried for the guy to be honest with you. Like he was just being just like, uh, just crowded into, into this corner with a bunch of yahoos who wanted his, his autograph. Um, so yeah, Yeah. eventually you got his autograph, Jeremy. I kept getting pushed back. So I was just like, fuck this man. I already got Ray Burris anyway, even though I have his card now. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I backed off. 20 minutes later, he was still sitting at the bar, and there was no one really around him. I mean, there were a couple people getting his auto, but I, I went up to him and got him then, which was nice. And he, he has a, a really nice-looking signature. But, um, yeah. yeah, man, it was just it was just an exhausting experience. Right after I got Burris, um, you know, I got him, and then I went back towards you, Jeremy. And, and sure enough, like, sweatpants guy is somehow there again. Um, sweatpants
1: so guy is there. Let me just say, like, so— I think he said this to me on Saturday, but I'll just share it now. Yeah. Um. Because like I, I I was talking to Sweatpants guy, and yeah, spoiler. Alert, I saw him. I saw him when I went back on Saturday, and then I saw him on Sunday. So he was just again a running theme of this whole Cubs convention. But um, he um he said to me, like, so I said to him like, hey, did you get Ray Burris out in the? You know, he was out here drinking the other day. Did you get him? He's like, he's like, I don't know if I even told you this, Jack, but he he said like, yeah, I'm the reason why he started signing. <laughs> And, uh, he's like, yeah, I ran into him and I'm like, um, uh, Hey Ray, would you, would you mind signing one? And, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll start signing if someone buys me a drink (laughs) and, and, uh, and, and, uh, sweatpants guy, he said like, yeah, I was walking around with this six pack and it started feeling light. It started feeling heavy. So, uh, I, I, you know, I gave him one of my, I gave him one of my beers (laughs) and he sat down and he started signing. Um, and so like, yeah, he's like, as long as they keep buying me, my, me drinks, I'll keep signing. And so that's and we did see someone come over and bring him. They brought him like a, a vodka tonic and like a beer or, something, or yeah. like a red wine or something. Like and so um so yeah so he that's that was his M O is to like get free drinks and sign autographs, which seems like a fair trade off, I suppose. I also yeah. feel like he could probably afford his own drinks, but whatever sure no you know?
0: um but yeah he was definitely uh, cuz yeah he, he definitely had like a blue moon or something when i when i went over and got him so he may have even gotten more than more than that but uh yeah so yeah. i come back to you guys and and you know i shouldn't say you guys i thought it was just going to be you but then sweatpants guy was there um and then he uh he starts talking to us about the football scores and uh i i i think both of us had completely forgotten that NFL uh, playoffs had started this weekend um, and so he uh, he lists off some of the scores, and we're like, oh man, we forgot. And he's like, yeah, well, I guess no one gives a shit about Wild Card Weekend, um, <laughs> which was funny. Um, we, and then but, so, but, Jack, uh, but
1: even more, but even more so than the football scores. So okay, so I don't think you you caught this then. I didn't catch it at the at the time at the moment, but it, it occurred to me later. He's like, yeah, so uh, yeah, you know, I was trying to check the football score. You know, it was like San Francisco and and whoever they're playing. And it was like low score it was like seven to three or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I had no idea there was football going on. And then, like, I think it was either when I got home or, like, I think it was when I got home, I was like, wait a second, it's Friday. There was no game going on. And I looked, and it's like San Francisco was, like, the first game on Saturday, and they were playing Seattle. And, like, San Francisco is, like, the number two ranked team, and Seattle's the number seven ranked sure. team. Yeah. And I think this guy just pulled up, like, Yahoo Sports app or something and saw their rankings and thought that was the score and that the game was going on.
0: (laughs) So that game didn't happen on Friday?
1: No, it happened Saturday afternoon. That's hilarious,
0: man. He said that it was happening right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I was trying to check that football score, as if, like, the game was going on. And, like... I even said it to like my friend from work who was there. I'm like, yeah, you know, a uh, football and he didn't say anything to me. He probably didn't know what I was talking about. Cause he, he kind of joined midway in the conversation, but like, yeah, it's like sweatpants guy completely led me astray thinking like the wild card game had already started. So he must've looked at it and saw the rankings and thought that was the score. So he must've thought the score was seven to two or something, which is just, you know, Oh, sweatpants guy, you know, just another yeah. classic sweatpants guy moment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was a weird thing that I didn't even realize was completely wrong until after the way after the fact.
0: <laughs> That's funny, man. And and of course, apropos of nothing, um, he, he says he randomly says, uh, hey, did you guys see that girl who was working at the Jim Beam Club over there earlier? And, you know, I, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have positively reinforced this, but I had I had seen her and so I said, Yeah, I, I did and he goes Oh man she had huge cans he goes she, he goes she had a pair of aces uh and it's just like how do you Jeremy we're strangers to this guy man yes you know? yes yes like yes. I, I mean maybe that's something that like you know two guys who are like friends would say to each other but it's like we we met this guy a couple of hours ago like yeah uh totally. yeah it was uh that was a lot man and so i guarantee you I don't think this is the last time we're going to see this guy. Um, I guarantee uh, you uh, yeah. that that's going to be a running theme of him as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, i the only thing I'll say is that he said he lives in Schaumburg and he doesn't get to too many games or doesn't get <laughs> yep. to hang out too many games. So like I, yeah, maybe, you know, we'll probably see him like drunk, like passed out, like across like three chairs or something. <laughs> but like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, um, it was, yeah, certainly it was something that like, yeah, you, you know, you talk about locker room talk or whatever. It's like, right. I know he was dressed like he was in a locker room, but we were not at a lot in a locker room. And like, it was just like, yeah, I, I would, that would be something that I would, you know, if I said that it would be to like a longtime friend who I trust, you know, in confidence or whatever, it would not be. So just two guys that I just met, uh, hours earlier. So, yeah. so that was, but again, that's all like that all encompasses what sweatpants guy is. So, <laughs> um, so there's that, um, one of the last things that happened, I had a buddy of mine, uh, the, my friend who was there, like ended up like, I think he was on the fourth floor and we were on the third floor and the third floor is where you go to walk out the, the, the entry. And he he was telling us, he's like, yeah, I just spotted, you know, DJ Hers coming down the escalator, like he's heading down the escalator. So he was kind of tipping us to guys who were heading our way. And so we were kind of on the lookout down there. And um, sure enough, like he he told us like these guys were heading down and about like five minutes later or so, they kind of came by us and it was a big group of guys. It was Jordan Wicks, um, Adrian Sampson, Ryan Jensen. um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Um, but there were, uh, uh, Rowan wick was uh, there yeah, Rowan and all it was there and all their like girlfriends or wives were, were with them too. And they were heading out and there's another one of those situations where like, we kind of trailed behind them. Like we're trying to find a, a, an inn to ask for their autographs, but they were with like their wives. And you know, at that point you're kind of like, I don't, it's, it's, it's pretty inappropriate to just jump in there and be like, Hey, can I have your autograph? Um, you know, despite it might make them look cool to be right. having people coming up to them. But, um, you know, that's one of those lines where you, you, you tend not to cross unless you're a certain ilk, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we've we so far not crossed that line. We did, <laughs> I don't know if this is any better, but we did follow them outside. Um, yeah. And they, they kind of went out to the sidewalk and were like, kind of like waiting. It looked like they were waiting for like an Uber or something. Um, uh, but at some point, some guys did come up to them and this at this point now they were stopped and just standing on the sidewalk so it was a, maybe a little more of an approachable situation um but uh, a couple of guys went up there to stop them so I figured well if these other guys stopped I'd go out there too um jack did you did you just not have any cards for them
0: no at- you know I didn't have a single card for one of those guys you yeah you gave me that Samson one but I just doubt that, that was those were the cards that I left at home. And uh, I would have had a yeah. Jensen one too, I think in there, but, uh, I
1: think, yeah, I think I did give you, a yeah, Jensen I, I
0: did, but I just, I didn't bring those. That was the one stack I didn't bring. So yeah, I was shit out of luck, man. I might've, I might've gone up there with you if I did, but I didn't.
1: Yeah. It was nice to get. So I, so I ended up getting, uh, uh, Ryan Jensen, and then uh, I got Jordan Wicks. Uh, I said, "Hey, Jordan, I'm really, I really hate to bother you, but would you mind signing an autograph?" He's like, "Oh yeah, man, you're good." Like, nice. the, all of them were very cool, so it wasn't like you know, it wasn't a tense situation or anything. But um, uh, and then I ended up getting Adrian Sampson too. They all like I got all the guys there that I needed. Um, Wicks we got back in Beloit, but I got him on one of those blank autograph cards because he didn't have a card yet. Mm-hmm. So this time I was able to get him on a Cubs card, which was pretty cool um and so yeah we got those guys and then um they they got into like a party bus and <laughs> probably went gallivanting off uh, out on the town. Right. Um, Jack, I'll say this right right now real quick. So Saturday night, um, I went to the the con by myself and I ended up taking the Brown Line home and I walked like, you know, through like these like freaking swirling Arctic winds across downtown uh, by the river uh, to get to the Brown Line. I get on the Brown Line platform and I see this guy sitting on the on the bench waiting for the train. And dude, I swear to God, it was Jordan Wicks. It was fucking serious. Well, it was a guy with like red hair, like reddish, like blonde hair that was like two levels, like longer on the top, shaved on the sides and clear glasses, like, like clear tinted glasses, like uh, frames, clear tinted frames. And I'm like, is that fucking Jordan Wicks sitting there? Like, like waiting for his, like, like, like waiting and like on his phone. And then I was like looking and like, he had just done like a panel, like at five o'clock that night. And like. I'm like this is not Jordan Wicks. This cannot be Jordan Wicks, but I, sw- I swear to god he looks completely like Jordan Wicks. And I went back and I was looking at pictures of him and I'm I'm like the guy who I saw waiting his hair was just slightly longer on the sides like Wicks is more shaved. So at, I'm I'm like 99.99% sure it wasn't Jordan Wicks, but I'm like this guy looks exactly like Jordan Wicks. I couldn't believe it. It was it was really tripping me out. Um, and it was like cold and dark and, and windy. And like, it was just a weird situation. And like, I wish that someone else was with me to bounce it off of, but I'm like, it's not Jordan Wicks, but like, it was so it messed with my mind. Cause it looked exactly like him and almost That's funny every man. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. it's really funny.
0: Um, um, well, yeah, there were a couple more guys. Uh, you got Dave Otto, which was cool. Oh, I should say one more guy after that. Uh, Dave Otto, we saw walking through the lobby. Um, yeah, you got him. Some- uh, the card looks good. It's, it's a good one.
1: I got him on a 91 Fleer card, which is considered like the ugliest baseball set like ever. Um, so I thought it'd be funny to get him on that card. Um, he's a tall guy. He was kind of like the J.D. before J.D. He like left handed pitcher, did color for the Cubs for some like fill in games. And he was a funny kind of oddball guy, but he just kind of got squeezed out by J.D. Um, so I told him, like, hey, man, I always liked your, you know, I always liked you on TV. And he's like, well, thank you very much. And uh, he was he was a nice guy. Um and, uh, but, uh, yeah, we were pretty much ready to walk out the door at that point. Um, so we, we decided to call it a night, even though it's tough. It's like, you feel like you could just like, we probably could have stayed hanging out in that lobby and like ran into some other guys and we probably saw John Lieber pass out on a couch out there. <laughs> like we probably could have seen a lot of cool stuff, but it's like, you got to just cut it off at some point. You, yeah. just, you just gotta be, you just gotta call it a night. And it's, it's hard to do that. It's hard to, it's hard to do that knowing that there probably will be more things like that will happen. But you know, you just, I had to turn around and get back there at uh, eight o'clock in the morning and it was already like, yeah, what did you say? Like 1030? Yeah, man, it was 1030. We
0: were there for 10 and a half hours. I looked at my, uh, my health <sighs> app on my phone and I'd, I'd walked eight miles that day. Um, like, you know, <laughs> our, both of our, like my, my dogs were killing me. And I, I think that, you know, you were oh. kind of in the same boat. So we just had to, we had to call it.
1: I was a, a broken man, Jack. I said that to. I went over after Sunday. Sunday was only three hours, so it was a little easier to kind of get through. And then I, I went to my friend's house to watch some football, and I sat down. I'm like, I'm a broken man. My back yeah. hurts. My my legs from my knees down to my feet were just killing me. It was I on Saturday. I was on my feet from from eight thirty to like six o'clock. Like no Jesus. joke. Jumping from autograph line to autograph line, I I cleaned up, but I at, at a price. Like physically, <laughs> I it took a toll. And so like I'm already thinking like to next year, like what what can I do for next year? I'm gonna have to like train, I think next year um to like to stand up that long. <laughs> like it, it was it was grueling. Like I was I'm I'm still in some physical pain. I got no sleep Friday night. I got like four hours of sleep because I still had to kind of like reorganize my cards and get some backups and like just re kind of like reset myself. And so like, I didn't get to sleep till like two, three o'clock, like, um, Friday night, and then I was back up at seven a.m. It was it was pretty brutal.
0: That uh, that that sounds like a good montage to make for TikTok, Jeremy. Us training for the <laughs> cup for the Cubs convention.
1: <laughs> I'll say, like my I'll, my my ride home was was hellish. I would say, like we we split we 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 went together on the red line, which I don't know, folks, how Jack got me on the red line because oh. I'm swearing off the fucking red line, man. The red line is just okay. It's a fucking it's yeah. just like it's dregs like it's 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 just horrible it's just it's just it's a, it's a bad scene it is jack somehow talked me into getting on the on the red line um i would have went to the brown line the merchandise mart um but so we we parted ways i waited for the brown line and then um uh at some point um the the train i was on started going express which is a whole thing in chicago like it's just like you know so i had to get off the train wait in the cold again then they made an announcement like. Uh, due to an incident at the merchandise Mart, um, some trains will be running express. Uh, then the next train came, ran express. And then luckily I got on one after that, but I was, it took me like twice as long to get home, uh, when I was already trying to get home. So it was super frustrating. I was texting Jack at this point, but I, you know, and so Jack got me to the red line, but it's kind of funny because there was an incident at the merchandise Mart, and I don't know. Maybe Jack saved my life because maybe I would have, uh, been part of that incident or whatever or there there would have been like the aftermath yeah so, shit um, you would
0: have got on a merchandise mart right
1: that's where i was going that's where i was heading to so i don't know what the incident was but uh i i was better off not going there so so yeah so that was um that was the the cubs con um so i have a couple notes from from saturday do you want to give do you want me to uh give those first and then we'll, we'll just wrap up friday or do you? yeah wrap up uh, sure right do now? you
0: want to just do rapid fire kind of what happened
1: yeah, so so the rest of the weekend was pretty crazy, uh, Jack. Um, some of the notable long lines that kind of blew my mind were um, Miggy Montero uh, and Pedro Strope were doing a signing together. Like that line, I wasn't able – like it was just too long to even bother getting into. And kind of inexplicable, I didn't expect those guys to have a long line. Nick Madrigal had a really long line. Um,
0: well, he's diversifying talk- his portfolio. So yeah,
1: they must've heard that and they wanted to get some stock tips cause they thought that Cole Wright was talking about stocks. Right. Um, oh wait, real quick before that. we So when we were at one point after like the, the, the thing, like during the Ryan Dempster thing, we were hanging out up on the fourth floor and Cole Wright came by and I got Cole Wright's autograph. Yeah, that was, that um, was a pretty funny one. He got, he signed it on, I made note of this before, like some of the marquee cards were cut individually some of them were in an uncut sheet he signed on the uncut sheet but he signed his autograph was so big and, and loopy that it went outside of the borders of what the card normally would be so now I can't cut it out of the uncut sheet so he he even like like pulled a coal right on his autograph by going over the border so now I can't like cut it out because I'll cut off some of his autographs classic so he, classic yeah that's that's like the the, the co right way to sign an autograph is yeah. to sign off of this thing. So, anyway, that was it, just it was a perfect fitting to all that. But yeah, like, um, Madrigal had a long line, Tucker Barnhart had a crazy long line. I like, I thought I could kind of like breeze in and out of his line and get him, but he was like really he had a really long line. Um, Hayden Wisneski, I did get his autograph, and he had a long line. Uh, but I was able to get his autograph. I brought up the um, the immaculate inning thing uh, with with Gomes, and um, I actually got him to um, inscribe immaculate inning and the date on his autograph. Um, I think it is cool, but also like kind of like it's our kind of little inside joke. I feel yeah. with, with Wisneski So. Um, uh, so he, he said, he actually said, he's like, yeah, I was pissed off. Like, you know, when Goem said he caught like five of those. Man. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, you know, I know it wasn't a big deal to him, but I think it's pretty cool. So he's like, yeah, thanks man. He was actually super nice. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's one of those things like, I mean, uh, his Twitter, uh, account is not great. Um, but he was a super nice guy. He was very friendly to everybody. So like, you know, I don't know what to make of that situation. I'm like, I'm, uh, ethically torn, I suppose. Sure. Um, but uh, I, I, I am at least happy to report that he was a super nice guy. Um, Caleb Killian also kind of in that similar camp. Um, I got his autograph and um, he actually asked me about the card. He's like, did this card just come out? I got him on like a, a card of him pitching in a Cubs uniform from the Arizona fall league. And he like hadn't, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen this card since this weekend. So it must've just came out. And I'm like, yeah, it was a couple, a couple months ago. And he's like, yeah, cool man. All right. Well, thanks. And, He was nice. He was not as friendly as as, was Nesky, but um, still was personable. Asked me a question. So whatever. That's cool. Um, uh, I got uh, so my autograph session with Nico Horner. um, I ended up getting like three cards signed by him because um, it was kind of like laid back, like vibe. So he was really cool. I told him, like, hey, man, like, you know, you're turning into the face of the Cubs uh, franchise. And he's like, oh well, I don't know about that. And I'm like, well, no, man, you, you represent the organization well. And he's like, well, thanks a lot. So, uh, there's my little interaction with him. Um, I got Randy Hundley. Um, I asked him who his favorite uh, uh, teammate was, or who his funniest teammate was. And much like Billy Williams, he said that it was uh, Glenn Beckert. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like Glenn Beckert was crazy. <laughs> like, uh, so it's Glenn Beckert passed away a couple years ago. So it's sadly, sadly, I won't ever get to meet him. But um, ever after hearing that he was like the funniest teammate I kind of I kind of would have liked to to have met him um let's see uh um what else let's see Bob Howery I had a funny interaction with him um basically uh years ago Bob Howery um a fan charged on the field and in my memory Bob Howery like clotheslined this guy and took him out I think I even told you that story Jack Mm -hmm. um but uh I, I said to him, I'm like, hey, you know, Bob, I still remember when you, you took out that fan who ran on the field. And he's like, oh, I like how you you remember you think you I, think I did it. And he's like, it was actually the security guard who did it. And I'm like, no way, really? And Glenn, he was signing with Glendon Rush. And Glendon Rush said, what, what happened? And he's like, this guy ran on the field, and one of the security guards, like, clotheslined him right on the dirt. And uh, it was crazy. And he's like, but, I, but, you know, I like your story better. And I'm like, all right, Bob, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, wow. so okay. that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty funny. There's, there's too many stories here to, to kind of like wrap up, but just these little things here. Um, one thing I got Pat Hughes's autograph, which was really awesome. Um, uh, that one was really special. Uh, I got, he personalized it to Jeremy and he signed it Pat Hughes hall of fame, 2023. So that was probably one of the highlights in the top five of my autographs for the weekend. Um, the last thing I'll just say, um, so, to, to wrap up the Fergie Jenkins story, so Fergie Jenkins was signing at 9 a.m. on Sunday. So, I get in the li- I get there early. I get head right to the line for Fergie Jenkins. I'm like one of the last ones in the stanchion to get his autograph. And by judging of how it all went Saturday, that probably meant that I would have gotten in. Like, they were able to get through that line within like 40 minutes or so. Um, so, so yeah, I felt like pretty strong about my chances of getting him his signature. Um, 9 o'clock comes, 9.05 happens, 9.10 happens. He's he's He hasn't shown up. And so, like, starting to kind of get a little worried a, a little bit. He's an older guy. Um, Finally, at 9.20 he shows up. Everyone starts cheering. But now I'm worried, like, I'm not going to get – I might not get his autograph because the line, you know, he he might not be able to get through that many people. And I didn't want a repeat of what happened Friday night where we got so close but got shut out. So we're getting up to the line it's getting closer and closer to 10 and he's we're getting closer to the front but it's it's the time is ticking away and I saw him we were maybe about like 10 people back and it was like 955 or something 953 and there's three people up there talking to him like a dad and like two kids and they they're talking to him and like they're just like just chatting away and ernie and uh, uh, uh Fergie Jenkins kind of leans back and starts talking. And everyone in line is like, ugh, ugh, come on, come on. Like, you know, we're going to get shut out. And over my shoulder, I hear this voice. I hear someone just yell out, come on. <laughs> and uh. and the, the the people standing at the booth turn around and looked. And Fergie kind of lifted his head up, but kind of, I think he heard it, but just knew better than to look. And I kind of look back at this guy. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you can't yell that. Like, who are you yelling at? Are you yelling at the guy who you're waiting to get his autograph? And like it's not it's kinda not the people's fault. It's kind of Fergie Jenkins' fault for like talking, but all accounts are that he's like a super nice guy. And it was a really awkward situation. And so ten o'clock comes and they Fergie just stays, basically. Like Ryan Sweeney was the next guy up after him. And it's like no one wanted Ryan Sweeney so bad that they were going to kick Fergie Jenkins out of there. So Fergie stayed for an extra 20 minutes and signed for everybody. Um, And I got his autograph, and uh, it was pretty cool. He saw my Cliff Floyd card, and he asked about it. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's a young Cliff Floyd. And he's like, Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool. Um Ted Lilly saw my cards and was like, Yeah, these are all really cool. Like I just wanted to look at them for a second. Um so it was there were so many cool interactions on Saturday. Like I feel like maybe maybe I should just come on and do a mini sode where I just run down like solo like my Saturday experience. Um because there was I pretty much had like a cool interaction with every single guy that I got on Saturday. Um Jack, I you know, um what's done is like hindsight is 2020 20, but like yeah man you, you gotta do it next year like you just got to commit to it get your cards in order get your get your stuff in order and just commit to it because I got like 60 autographs over the weekend and I had a little interaction with like all the guy like Mike Fontenot, Reed Johnson like I will say the coolest thing about the whole um the whole signing was not necessarily the, the like hall of famers, not necessarily like the young prospects, but like the guys from like the two thousands eras, like there were a bunch of guys from 2008, 2007 Uh, seeing those guys. Like that's the coolest thing about this fest is this convention is because you, I was like old enough to see these guys and remember like little things. Like I remembered like, when Carlos Zambrano would celebrate in the dugout with Mike Fontenot and he would pretend to like hammer down his head. Like, like he was a hammer in the ground, like a, like a stake in the ground. He would like hammer the top of Mike Fontenot's head. And like, I mentioned that to Fontenot and he's like, Oh yeah. Like that was, that was a lot of fun. And I said like, who came up with that? And he's like, I don't know. It was probably Z. And he's like, I did whatever he told he I did whatever he told me to do. And so like, you know, it, it was just funny to have these like little interactions with these guys. So like, honestly, I feel like it's the guys who were like around in like my twenties or something that like really was like the cool guys to meet. So it's just like, I mean, it is, it is kind of like what you expect it to be. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's uh, a lot of hustling, but like, yeah, it's like you kind of go to like, if you have something to say to a guy, like, or you think of something to say to him and like, it's fun to have that interaction with them. And and for me, those, those guys from like my twenties and like maybe early thirties were like the coolest guys to meet and like kind of say something to.
0: Nice. Well, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go next year to the full thing.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and what, any f- closing thoughts there from you, Jack? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was better than I, uh, expected to be. I think it was just, uh, you know, I was there for 10 and a half hours, but, um, you know, uh, the whole, the whole thing was really fun. Uh, you know, I'm not a Cubs fan, but, uh, just for the purpose of getting autographs and stuff, um, I think I could have done at least one more day. I don't think I could have done Sunday, but, uh, I definitely, I definitely could have done, could have done Saturday. So, uh, uh yeah, at that n-
1: point, Sunday is like three hours. So it's like you, after you're doing the whole day on Saturday, like Sunday was like a, a cakewalk. So. Sure.
0: Sure. Uh, so yeah, um, it was, uh, it was definitely worth, uh, it was worth the price of admission and, and probably a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, next year I think I'll just do the whole thing
1: we hit the over on, on autographs. That's for sure. Um, so, um, so yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty much, uh, the long and short of it. I, yeah, again, like I think I could kind of give a little recap for each guy that, that I met cause it was, it was pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, definitely Dunstan, uh, Hughes, uh, Deshaies, Those were some of the, Ed Howard was, was one of my highlights. So it was pretty awesome. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the Cubs convention and, uh, it's a little nice, uh, you know, bridge between the off season and I guess spring training starting up and just about a little over a month. And then once that happens, um, you know, things are moving quick with baseball and we're getting back to it. Um, so that'll wrap up this episode um, in two days from the recording of this, probably about the time that this episode drops. We'll be heading to the Wintrust Arena to see DePaul take on Xavier on some college, uh, some Big East basketball.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, I actually I'm gonna look right now. I didn't uh, I didn't see what Xavier was ranked today. Um, I'm gonna look right now um, because they beat Marquette uh, uh, yesterday in basketball. Um, So let's see what they're ranked ranked. for sure. They're number eight. uh, It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, they're ranked number eight uh, in the country. So yeah, we're gonna see the number eight team play anytime you can see that in late January. Uh, That's a big deal. So, um, that's going to be a good game. We've never done a DePaul game for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, we have a couple firsts coming at you in January. First ever Cubs convention. uh, First ever DePaul game. So, uh, yeah, tune in for that one. Uh, That should be dropping sometime next week.
1: Yep, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to kind of help bridge the offseason for us too with with these kinds of things so um so yeah so so look for that episode should be another fun recap uh but uh for this episode this jumbo size episode we'll wrap it up now so i'm jeremy Denicio. i'm
0: jack Sakowski.
1: we'll see you next time bye